The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Kiner around the right side to the 25 to the 30, 35, 40. He's got a lane and he's going to go. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football. This game is being brought to you by Ed Noah McLeod, attorneys at 513-381-7333. The Substation 2 in Florence, 859-371-9190. Jason Regelsberger, State Farm Insurance at 513-574-8811. The Lucky Turtle, Frank Cedar, Roger Bacon grad. T-Spot, window tint and audio, call 513-829-2530. Pioneer Auto Service with Matt Ballmer at 513-851-5131. Borkman Athletics at 513-844-1420. Sunday's Pub, located at 8582 Winston Road. Transform You Fitness, call 513-645-3294. Eric Geiger State Farm Insurance at 513-574-0321. Jake Sweeney Automotive. Ascent Safety Solutions. Game on Sports Bar, located at 5880 Cheviot Road. RJL Insurance. Call 513-322-5637. Stacy Heating and Air. Call Jim at 513-202-0407. And Vonderhart Catering. 513-554-1969. Now let's go to the field for this Roger Bacon Spartans High School football game. From Bron Vazovich Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we bring you high school football action from the state of Ohio as the Roger Bacon Spartans at home for the second consecutive week taking on probably the best team in the GCL this year, the Dayton Chaminade Julian Eagles. The Eagles are unbeaten on the season 5-0 and on the year. They are 2-0. and in the GCL North. Meanwhile, the Roger Bacon Spartans come in with a record of 2-3 and three overall. They are 0-2 in the GCL Central, and they're coming in off of a devastating loss last Friday night here at Braun Bezovich Stadium by a final score in overtime to Hamilton Baden, 42-35. to We'll talk with my partner in crime here tonight, Rob... Rickenbaugh coming up in just a little bit about that ball game as he had the opportunity to watch it. Circumstances last week were beyond our control. We were not able to bring you the ball game. Hope you enjoyed it on cable TV because when they got here, they took up every space in the press box and we were not able to get set up and do the ball game for you. So, unfortunately, that's what happened and we apologize, but we're back this week to bring you Roger Bacon Spartans High School football. So tonight... The Spartans, well, they're trying to eliminate what happened to them last year. What happened to them last year, they do not want to have happen to them this year, and that is win the first two games of the season and then go on and lose five games in a row. But unfortunately, that is what is going on with the Spartans right now. They have lost three in a row. Last year, these two teams met. And when you look at what happened to these in last year's ball game. Julian up in Dayton just hammered 
the Spartans in the contest as they won it by a final score of 61 to 32. That was the fifth loss in a row that the Spartans had suffered and they had actually, they were down big in the first quarter, 24 to nothing. And then at halftime, they were down 45 to 12. They ended up coming back a little bit in the fourth quarter to make it respectable, but still lost the ball game by 29 points last year, 61 to 32. How will the Spartans bounce back after last week's loss to Hamilton Baden in overtime? Well, we'll talk about that and more when we return on tonight's pregame show right after this timeout. If I play sports for my school, I will have more confidence. I will get better grades. I will learn how to show good sportsmanship. I will be more physically fit. I will learn how to handle wins and losses in sports and in life. I will have more school spirit. I'll learn how to work together. I will learn to set goals and work to reach them. I'll make good decisions off the field. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. I will learn how to be a leader. The year was 1907. The Cubs won the World Series and the Ford Model R hit the assembly line. While here in Ohio, school administrators came together to form the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One thing that hasn't changed since 1907 is the dedication of the OHSAA to education-based athletics in Ohio. School sports teach responsibility, sportsmanship, and life lessons that stay with students long after their playing days are over. The OHSAA seeks to prepare students not for the next level of sport, but for the next level of life. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Bron Bazevich Stadium just about 20 minutes before the kickoff of tonight's contest between the homestanding Roger Bacon Spartans and the visiting Dayton Chaminade Julian Eagles. The Eagles look like the Super Bowl champions of a year ago. They look like the Philadelphia Eagles the way that they're decked out and the way their helmets are adorned this year. Both teams are getting together at midfield to do the ceremonial coin flip and see who's going to get tonight's opening kickoff. Rob Rickenbaugh joining us again after we had the week off last week. Rob, you had the opportunity to see the ball game last week. It is going to really be hard for the Spartans to get their heads into this football game after that devastating loss a week ago. Struggled with uh, a heartbreaking loss at the end, not once but twice. Uh, almost in regulation, they took the points off the board. Uh, Bacon never able to kind of get their momentum going again as we went into the extra period. End up losing by a touchdown. If there's something that may help this team get over the hump, uh, Bear Benjamin, head coach of Mount St. Joe, back tonight to uh, be honored as a legend. As you know, he coached Lauren Hill. Able to talk to the team before the game about seizing the moment. Uh, and finding those moments that are bigger than you are uh, to do something great. Uh, and that's kind of the message. You know, we're also at the, the six-year anniversary of Mike Blount losing, losing his older brother, his best friend, one of the legends tonight. 
uh, them talking about his memory and the opportunity to go out tonight and, and play for each other one time and maybe shock the world with an upset of CJ. Yeah, as you said, Dan Benjamin, the uh, head coach of the Mount St. Joseph women's basketball team, he started to turn that program around about a year ago. We'll be having some of those games coming up for you this winter here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. I don't want to talk about basketball right yet. Uh, only if it's Carolina. I'm ready to talk about that. Oh, no. But uh, here we go. <laughs> let's talk about uh, this football team. You know, so CJ, they're loaded. They really put it on Carroll last week, put 61 up on them. Tough team. Don't really have the guy they want at quarterback or running back sitting out for transfer rules. But they got a lot of guys. CJ always has guys in contention to win their side of the GCL, the kind of the big school division. Uh, with Alter and Fenwick, looks like they have a shot. That's going to be a really interesting race as we go down the stretch. Roger Bacon's going to have to play a great game tonight to hold their own. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because as I look down and watch Chaminade warming up on the field, Rob, their starting quarterback throughout the first five ball games has been Ryan Miner. Miner is a junior, and Miner comes in uh, completing 69 of 93 passes this year for 16 touchdowns and three interceptions. But he's not suited up tonight. He doesn't have the shoulder pads on. It does not look like he's going to be playing, and that means, according to what we're seeing out on the warm-ups out on the field, they're going to go with a true freshman, and that's Luke Chandler. And it looks like he's going to start at quarterback, so maybe the Spartans can do something against him. Right. They they reversed the transfer rules about two years ago where instead of sitting out the the first five, you sit out the second five. Still loaded. CJ always has guys, uh, kind of very much like a New England Patriot type system where it doesn't matter who you have a quarterback if you have a great system and you have athletes they can throw it to, and CJ has that in spades. You know, you, you talk about that rule, and I have got a son who coaches girls basketball. I know we've talked about this up in central Ohio. You know, that's one of those rules I, I, I'm not sure I, I agree with. I, it's just you, you continually penalize the kids, Rob, and I don't want to get on the, the lawsuit that a lot of the GCL teams have with the OHSAA, but they continually say that it's for the kids. It's not for the kids when they put them in that situation where they're not allowed to play in the tournament and have to sit out the second half of the season rather than the first. I don't know. Much like the competitive balance rule, there's any solution, and I've had a chance to talk to OHSA again this week about it, that there's any solution that fixes everything. But in the case of the transfer rule, to prohibit some of those bigger schools from able to cherry-pick all the best kids and have them for the state tournament, right? Who cares about the first five? We only care about the last game of the season. Uh, it does prohibit or maybe deter that a little bit, although in some cases, what's the big deal if you if you sit out? You know, I don't know what year this kid is, but... He's a freshman. Uh, the, the, or the junior. Yeah, the minor junior, right? so junior. Still will have a full season uh, to take advantage uh, of being here and maybe winning a state championship. Rob, I told you a couple weeks ago, I've got the solution to the whole thing. Yeah. The big schools, you have a set roster. You have a number of people that you can have on the roster. Let's just say 70. And that is all you can have on your football team. That dissuades the big schools like Moeller, Xavier, LaSalle, Princeton to go out and put 100 to 120 kids on their football program, give out scholarships to those kids that aren't going to play football. And then what you do is you just allow all the lower, the lower uh, division schools one for one. I don't know. I don't know that there's a clear answer. <laughs> uh, there's always... There's always going to be a team out there that is the loser, 
with whatever rule is, is implemented. Uh, what the OHSAA representative I talked to this week suggested is it's time for another meeting. Take six people who were on the original committee of 12, get six ADs who've been affected either positively or negatively by the rule, sit down again and start to map out a solution that helps everyone. It's never going to solve everything. You know, if taking away championships from Catholic schools was the goal, what about Marion, who's won maybe 10 of 15 state titles with 300 kids in the whole school, half of which are girls, right? Now, either they're the most talent-rich area in the world when it comes to football players, or something is askew there, too, just based on statistical probability. So there's no clear rule. Uh, but tonight... Roger Bacon with a chance, uh, if they could put it together like they did last week, cut down on mistakes. They killed themselves last week with some mistakes. They certainly have a chance to hang with CJ, uh, and anytime you have Corey Kiner in the backfield, uh, you have a chance. Yeah, you've got the battle, what could turn out to be the battle of running backs here tonight, Rob, because you've got Corey Kiner that you just alluded to. He's got an even 100 carries on the year, 932 yards. You brought up a good point. Had you played the second half of the game at Western Hills, he'd probably have over 1,000 yards rushing by now. And thinking about a 2,000-yard season, uh, as he's going to have a chance towards the back end of the season to put up some big numbers again against some of the other teams they play. Tough game tonight. We know that we're going to see, much like we have the first five weeks of the season, nine guys in the box. They're going to be zeroed in. They're not going to let Corey Kiner beat them. They're going to make Tyler Bullock beat them. What we need to see tonight, we saw a little bit last week, especially towards the end where we were getting that crossing round action. Put nine guys in the box. You bring that safety up. Behind the linebackers is going to be open all day. You just have to run those routes, and you've got to give Bullock more than three seconds to throw the ball. He's got to have time for those, those receivers to get into those spaces that are open so he can hit them. Intermediate routes the key to this game. Did they do anything different offensively last week against Baden? That, that was the big thing was Tyler Bullock, and, and again, I, I don't know as much of this as offensive design as Bullock, who's going for the home run repeatedly, especially when on the first play of the game he hit uh, Zach Coleman for an 80-yard touchdown pass. It becomes bombs away. So as the game got further along, he got a little more comfortable. He started looking more for those intermediate routes, which were open. Uh, that was the biggest difference. It's what put us ahead. We had some good drives. Took the lead several times uh, back and forth. At the end, unable to make that, that last completion to win the game. Well, on the other side of the coin for Chaminade, they have got Marquise George. George is a senior. He's carried the ball 64 times this year, 600 yards, and he's got nine touchdowns on the season. So like we said, this could turn into the battle of running backs here tonight. It'll be interesting. Uh, and, again, it, it's CJ's going to come out and throw the ball. And when they do that, it opens up space for George, right? They, they like to air it out. We kind of need to see the same thing on this end. If they don't do something to keep that defense for C.J. honest, it's going to be a long night for Corey Kiner, a long night for the Spartans. But here's the thing, though, Rob. I mean, normally you would think they're going to come out and throw the ball, but with the freshman supposedly starting at quarterback, they may just go with the running game tonight. They may. That That's the one area, though. If Bacon has a strength on defense, it's the run. Uh, they've done a pretty good job stopping everybody, including Baden last week. What killed them last week against Baden were big plays. Uh, either some, some sweeps to the outside where they gave up the edge, which was a, a cardinal sin we saw them make last year, uh, or some big passing plays on those crossing routes that they were unable to stop. How much is the injury to Mikhail Carson? How much did it hurt the team last week? It wasn't as bad. They had a, a lot of guys step up. Again, it, it wasn't CJ. 
it was nothing not to take anything away against Baden. They were actually pretty stout against the run. Guys like Jake Mumper and uh, Freddie Greer able to step up and make some big plays. It'll be more notice tonight. Well, as you take a look at the GCL standings coming into this week's action, things are pretty well jumbled up. On the north side, you've got Chaminade, Julian, and Alter, each at 2-0. and Carroll and Fenwick are at 1-1. One and one. Now, in the central, Purcell and Baden are each at 1-1, one and one, and Roger Bacon and McNicholas are 0-2. You know, I had went down and talked to Mount St. Joseph coach uh, Tyler Hopperton today for my weekly interview with him. He's going to go see the Purcell Marion McNick game tonight. We talked a little bit about McNicholas. I want to get your opinion. McNicholas was supposed to be one of the best teams in the league this year, and they've really fallen upon some hard times. They were picked to win it, and Mike Blout, with much respect to McNick, kind of took the theory that you know you got to give it to them till someone takes it, right? You want to be the man, you got to beat the man. And McNick got it because they've won, I think, the past five titles down this year and at some point you know I, I talked to a, a coach in another sport over at McNick not too long ago who said their enrollment had been down maybe about three years in a row as some other schools were, were opening their enrollment a little more freely really starting to see the difference of them losing kids to other schools on the football field well as you look at what happened last week in the scores we've already talked about the Roger Bacon Baden game Purcell Defeated McNicholas last week, 21 to 13. Chaminade Julian destroyed Carroll, 61 to 30, and it was Alter over Fenwick, 45 to 20. Now around the conference tonight, Alter goes to Purcell Marion. Carroll will be at Baden, and Fenwick is at McNicholas. Rob, we we can't understate this game at all. For a playoff berth for the Spartans, this is pretty much a must win. Right. Last week last week was really the must win, and this was supposed to be their opportunity for a mulligan. But uh, it's a big game. Could you make the playoffs at 6-4? and four? Absolutely. Or even 5-5 five and five if the points work out correctly. I mean, I think Moeller made it last year at 4-6. and six. So it, it all depends on those Harbin ratings and, and kind of where your points shake out. But it can't be understated what a big deal beating CJ would be for those playoff hopes. And really push them in the right direction because even though McNick may be a little down, Purcell has had down years. They look pretty good this year. Carroll would beat last year. It's the GCL and you can never take a game for granted. No, definitely not. Now next week, the Spartans will be at McNicholas and that's a game that really, when you look at the rest of the ball games, Rob, after tonight, they're all winnable for the Spartans. All winnable. Uh, Again, never take anything for granted. But at some point, uh, you don't want a team to forget how to win. And we've had three tough losses in a row, games that were all winnable, in my opinion. Uh, the Alter game, we ran out of gas. We fought back to tie it up. Alter's always good. So maybe maybe we don't get out of there with that one. But I certainly thought Huron and last week were winnable. This is It's more important, I think, for them to show well tonight and really be in it towards the end and try to represent for this home crowd. But certainly they have a stretch to win out after tonight. Last week was just a gorgeous night for football. It was a little chilly. But it was nice skies and everything, and now tonight we're back to the first week of the year with hot weather again. Actually, last week we were worried about games being delayed for thunderstorms, if you remember, and lightning. This is one of the few games that didn't. Uh, Our Baden game, we got it off in time. We got it in. It was actually a really great night for football, breezy and cool. A little warm tonight, but I think we're going to dip to the low 50s by 
probably halftime. It's going to be an unbelievable night. It's going to be gorgeous, and we've got it coming up for you here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. We're about ten minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's ball game, and it will be Chaminade getting the opening kickoff, or, or uh, excuse me, the uh, Spartans getting the opening kickoff for tonight's football game. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. We'll be back to preview more of tonight's ball game, and I've got a little story to tell you coming up right after this timeout. When a challenge rises up, do we let it stand in our way or go the distance to overcome it? I didn't want to stay at the bottom, but after I was shot four times in Afghanistan, I was told I'd never walk again or have feeling below my waist. If I even survived, I felt paralyzed physically and mentally. There were many times where I took two steps forward only to be knocked back five. When I struggled to get up my hill, depression and thoughts of suicide threatened to keep me down forever. My wife and healthcare providers were there to catch me and push me forward. I learned that psychological care is key to recovery from both physical and invisible wounds. It's been more than two years and my journey is still ongoing, but I know I won't quit. Decide now that I can, I will take the first step. Woo! Reaching out is a sign of strength. Visit realwarriors.net or call 800-874-2273. Well, I had an interesting day today, Rob. You're gonna you're gonna laugh at this, as a lot of people don't know. But my day job now is working for Minutemen Staffing up in Fairfield, and I go around and I find companies that have temporary need temporary workers. So I walked into a facility this week, had the opportunity to sign up a business and bring them some workers today, and I was speaking with the lady in human resources that I had done business with. And what was entertaining was she had mentioned to me that maybe I should go out for a cold beverage after work because it had been pretty much a rough day. And I said, well, I'd love to. Unfortunately, I well, not unfortunately, but unfortunately for the cold beverage, I can't do it until later because I do Roger Bacon High School football and I've got a game tonight. And she goes, really? She goes, we've got a guy here that's son graduated from Roger Bacon. Walk into the office, and we both, the man and I, and I look at each other, and we start laughing. It was Joe Hennecke's. Joe Hennecke's. <laughs> Joe Hennecke's. PGR, right? That's right. <laughs> so we had we had a real good conversation for about 20 minutes in his office about whether or not what could happen here to this evening. And, and uh, he's got some ideas as far as what can happen along that offensive line and how this game can go. Well, that was a big factor last week. You know, we, he said early in the season they had about nine guys they could rotate in. Last week they were down to five with a sixth guy who was an emergency only who ended up having to play. So it was a rough night, a lot of injuries, a lot of issues that were, were kind of showing themselves on the aftermath. Here comes Joe Hennigies now. Aftermath of the ultra game. Uh, tonight, healthy again, Noah Miller back at full strength. That'll make a huge difference as, as they count on him, uh, especially those guys who've got to play on both sides at, at times. Uh, getting worn out last week shouldn't be a factor tonight. That's where this weather really takes its toll on the two-way players, it is this kind of weather. That's exactly right. It's the uh, Just talking to one of our legends before the game, You know, one of the things that's always been a disadvantage here is to get your best guys on the field, sometimes you got to go both ways and, and play a lot of downs on both sides of the ball. So a, a Nolan Tebby, who you're counting on to open holes for Corey Kiner, has got to go in and play nose. Uh, and if you don't have guys who can, you know, nine guys to rotate and keep guys fresh, 
night like tonight where it's a little bit warm, right, and you're all amped up, you can wear out pretty quickly. Uh, they're conditioning unbelievably. Solomon Tentman has done an unbelievable job kind of getting them up and uh, in shape for playing both ways. But if you look at a team like CJ or a team like Alter that, that has an offense and a defense and they're exclusive, that's a big advantage. Talk a little bit about who you've got uh, that you're going to honor here tonight on the Legends. Uh, so we've got Bob Kraft, class of 79, the best friend uh, of Coach Blout's brother, Dan, uh, went and became a uh, played football at Denison, went and became a, a computer engineer, and then followed the call of God to become a youth minister uh, and has impacted uh, those lives for more than 25 years now. Uh, Dan Bear Benjamin, who was one of my coaches, uh, long legacy here. He's one of ten brothers and sisters, the youngest actually, who've come through Roger Bacon. Uh, he's got two nieces right now starring uh, on the, the number one volleyball team in the state and the Neeson girls, unbelievable athletes. Uh, coach me, Coach Liz Blout. Uh, and Coach Coach Lauren Hill over at Mount St. Joe, and it has done a lot to raise money and awareness for cancer. And then Michael Steers, who was here when I was here, class of 92, uh, another good athlete who was an all-GCL performer, now giving back to the community as a, a Hamilton, Hamilton County Sheriff on the uh, t- heroin test squad. Let's pause right now for our national anthem. And the national anthem before tonight's football game. We're about four minutes away from the kickoff. Let's take a look and match these two teams up. First of all, Chaminade coming in unbeaten at 5-0 and on the year, 2-0 and in the GCL North. They're led by their running back, Marquise George, 64 carries on the year, 600 yards. And Rob, to be quite honest, if they're going to go with a freshman quarterback tonight, which is what it appears they are going to do, I think they're going to rely a lot on the running game, which would include Marquise George and junior Quincy Johnson. Uh, so I'm not so sure. And, again, uh, I've had a chance to talk to one of Roger Bacon coaches before the game. One of the running backs won't be playing tonight, and that's because he was a transfer too. So I'm not sure if it's um, George or, or well, George has been warming up. Okay, so uh, it may be the, the other guy. But um, – that's true. Freshman quarterback, on the road. They're at least going to come out and try to have a little balance, but probably heavily favor the run and make Roger Bacon beat them before they let the freshman quarterback air it out. Now, they've got four receivers that they depend upon, and if they do start throwing the ball, they'll, 
throw it to Dominic Wilcox, who leads them in receiving yardage with 347 yards this year, seven touchdowns. The other man who actually leads them in receptions is Colin Downing. Downing has got 21 catches this year for 267 yards and four touchdowns. They've also got a nice freshman receiver in Kenyon Owens and a junior receiver in Matt Willis. And that will go probably tonight, as far as we can tell, with a freshman quarterback, and that is Luke Chandler number eight so it should be fairly interesting tonight for roger bacon for the spartans of course we all know what they're going to do they are going to depend upon Corey kiner here tonight and kiner needs 78 yards or 68 yards excuse me to reach the magic 1000 yard mark i'd be surprised if Corey doesn't get to a thousand yards tonight uh he probably needs to get to 1200 for roger bacon to win the game uh based on what has happened so far the, the key, again, is some offensive diversity, Bullock mixing it up, and Bullock really being able to get the ball into spaces that are open versus taking deep shots or, or throwing it to the outside where all those guys in the box have a chance to make a play. And, of course, coming up at halftime, we have got an interview with... Bob Plum, uh, which we, we meant to bring to you last week. We're going to run it tonight. Uh, All-state wide receiver on, on the great 1962 team, 10-0, outscoring opponents 360-32. to and if anybody knows if he's in any relation to Milt Plum, I'd love to know. Milt Plum used to be a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, so it would be interesting to see if he's in any relation. We're a couple of minutes away from the kickoff. Rob and I will be back to bring you tonight's action between Roger Bacon and Dayton Shumana Julian after this final pregame show timeout. We have learned that one in five teens abuse prescription medications not prescribed to them that can lead to serious addictions. This is Governor John Kasich. Drugs are destroying our communities and taking futures away from our young people. That is why safety partners like the Ohio State Highway Patrol and the Ohio National Guard have joined forces to give our young folks five minutes for life, a program dedicated to reducing drug use among Ohio teens. Learn more about the program at Facebook.com slash five minutes for life. Welcome back to Bron Bazovich Stadium. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. And the Roger Bacon Spartans across the way, adorned in their all-brown uniforms with white numerals and trim and white helmets here this evening. And for Chaminade Julian, they are not on their bench as of yet. They are back underneath the stands trying to make their way out onto the field. And now here they come. They are in their all-white road uniforms with green numerals and the green Philadelphia Eagle helmets and quite honestly Rob they've been playing like the Super Bowl champs of a year ago with a record of 5 and 0 coming into this one. They're a good team. They they are as good a GCL team as Roger Bacon is going to play all season that probably includes Alter uh, setting up a an, what will be an unbelievable ending stretch for for CJ and the top half of, of those Dayton schools that are uh, very very talented. Uh, but a big game for Roger Baker that they have to play well tonight and build some confidence. Win or lose this game, uh, whatever happens, they still have to win out to make the playoffs. This and, would really be a feather in their cap, though. Uh, these are points that are immeasurable when it comes to qualifying for the state playoffs. This is the kind of win that gets you there. If you win, I'll say right now, look, and I haven't even looked at the, the computer rankings this week. You win tonight and win out, you're in the playoffs. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Spartans are going to receive the opening kickoff for tonight's ball game, and Corey Kiner is back, set to return. Also back with him is Brandon Tumlin and Zach Coleman. 
Spartans will be going from right to left across your computer screen. The Eagles are still huddled around their special teams coach as the officials are anxious to get this football game underway. The Spartans are actually going to be going from right to left, and that's a good thing because that means that the sun will be to their back here at Bron Bezovich here in the first quarter. After the first quarter, I don't think either team's going to care where the sun is. It'll be down. It's going to be a great night. Shout out to my parents, by the way, down in Florida who are listening tonight. Uh, Roger Bacon's finest. Well, I'll tell you what. An Our Lady of Angels. My mom's an Our Lady. Roger Bacon now, but Our Lady back in the day. Mr. and Mrs. Rickenbaugh, you've got a fine son, despite everything that everyone else says about him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Staub is going to kick it off, number 42, for the Eagles. And I'll tell you one thing. They do a lot of dancing before the game on the sideline and out on the field. Is there in a bunch formation, and now they're going to kick it off, and it's going to be an onside kick, and it'll be taken in by one of the Spartans. A flag is thrown by the side judge. It's going to be offsides, and the boy, right away, the official is getting an earful from the special teams coach, and now he just got flagged. Boy, two flags immediately, and there's only been one second gone in this game. It'll be offsides against the kicking team and then unsportsmanlike conduct called against not sure if that was the head coach Rob or if that is the special teams coach but whomever it was he got flagged 15 interesting call to to come out with an onside kick after you put 61 on somebody but uh, backfires a little bit Bacon recovered it anyway but the offsides penalty then an unsportsmanlike or a sideline warning either way or a penalty it's going to be 15 yards put Bacon in great field position great opportunity for him to put points on the board right out of the gate and now the official is still talking with the uh, side judge to find out just what that was all about I think that was the special teams coach that actually got flagged because that looks like the head coach out arguing Marcus Colvin with the official. He's still getting an earful. Although this argument is a little more subdued. And now what? They're going to bring the referee over. The referee was actually all the way back in the end zone ready to get this thing kicked off again. I don't know that I've ever seen this much furor one second into a ball game, right? <laughs> it's uh, first forever now. Welcome back. <laughs> this usually is the theme with us when we're here with uh, interesting referee scenarios. And they're going to send both teams to their benches, and Marcus Colvin, the head coach of Chaminade Julian, is still talking with the officiating crew, and this time the head referee, and trying to understand just why the penalty was called. Actually, what what Chaminade did, and I was talking about it, they, they were in a bunch formation behind the kicker, and they were doing a dance, although their feet appeared to be set, Rob, and then the kicker approached the football, and he kicked it off. I didn't think there was anybody offsides, but the side judge immediately threw a flag in the air, and that sent the special teams coach into orbit. Yeah, it, I, a bunch formation, it's kind of hard to see who's where, but it, it looks like they're going to give Roger Bacon the football in C.J. territory, great field position. Well, I think they're going to make him kick it off again. 
Well, that's interesting. They're going to put the ball, and now it's going to be a legal procedure. They'll mark that off, and then will come the unsportsmanlike conduct. The five-yard penalty will mark it back to the from the 40 to the 35. Yeah, I guess the kick never happens then if... Uh, Killed the kick, but... If, it, if it's a legal formation, you'd redo the play. So. Well, now, where does the unsportsmanlike conduct come in at? Evidently, they're just going to call illegal procedure. Maybe they assess that after the kickoff on the return. I'm not sure what in the world's going on here. I don't think so. But let's see what they do now. Again, it's going to be Staub kicking it off, and now he's going to drop back a little further, and now the Eagles will spread out along the field into a regular kickoff formation. We've played. Now they're going to reset the clock up to 12 minutes, so... That one second never happens. Staub approaches it. Kickoff is high, end over end. The Kiner's going to take in at his 10. Backpedals now to the 15, to the 20, right up the middle, to the 25, out to the 30. Breaks a couple tackles, cuts to the inner side to the 40. 45, 50, to the 40 inside. Chaminade Julian territory at the 39-yard line where he's shoved out of bounds there. And it'll be first and 10 for the Spartans after the kickoff. Of 51 yards for Corey Kiner. That's always the risk you take when you kick it off to him, which is why sometimes a, a squib or an onside kick isn't a bad idea, but the most dangerous player in the city, in my opinion, and uh, he makes them pay on that one. Tyler Bullock leads the team out to the line of scrimmage. Number seven, Bullock, 33 of 74 on the year for 45%, 600 yards, six touchdown passes, one interception. He's got Kiner to the left of him out of the pistol. Hand off to Corey right up the middle, takes it inside the 39 to the 38-yard line for a gain of a yard. And it brings up second down and about nine yards to go. Middle of that CJ defense, pretty stout. I think they're going to have more luck trying to get to the outside. Uh, but again, Bullock has to open up some lanes for Corey as, as they bring up Seven guys in the box right now with an intent to stop him. Kiner with the ball in the middle of the field to the right of Bullock. Receivers out trips to the right side. Hand off to Kiner right up the middle. He's going to get to the 37-yard line and brought down there. Well, they're still saying the play is alive, and they're going to drop him back to the 41-yard line. He's actually thrown back at about the 46, but they'll say he lost two. And it brings up third down and call it 12 yards to go. Well, he had forward progress, but he was hit back. You know, the momentum of the CJ player drove him back, and then he ran back to the original spot. So I don't agree with the spot of the ball, but tough situation now. Third and long, which is not a friend of Mr. Bullock. Ball just inside the 42-yard line in Chaminade territory. Bullock drops back, steps up in the pocket, throws it out to Kiner in the right flat. Kiner cuts it to the far side. To the 35-30, he's got the first down, 25-20. He's going to be gang-tackled and brought down at the 18-yard line. Nice job by Kiner. Gain of about, let's call it about 33 on the reception and a first down for the Spartans. And what set that play up was the slight delay. The offensive line held the blocks long enough for receivers to get downfield and pull those DBs. Kiner able to drift out there wide open and uh, take it for a big game. Correction, 22 yards on that reception. They're going to spot him out at the 20-yard line. Receivers split out wide on both sides. Kiner to the left. Bullock, one-step drop, throws out into the flat. Complete, it goes to Bird. Bird at the 15, pushed out of bounds at the 14-yard line. Not a bad play to get Bullock some confidence uh, after the screen and starting to get the ball to the outside. I like those short routes. I think that's what we're missing. Would like to see more of that. Luke Bird with a good catch and gain. 
Second down. Call it five yards to go after a five-yard completion to the 15. Spartans with the first opportunity to put some points on the board here tonight. 10-11 left to go. In motion to the near side is Bumlin. And it's Pat pitch out comes around the left-hand side to Kiner. Kiner inside the 10. He's going to be hit up top and dropped out of bounds at about the 8-yard line. He put a hit on that DB who I don't think was uh, anticipating that much contact. Uh, I'm surprised he was able to bounce up, but again, I think Kiner could have some luck getting to the outside on those edges where his speed is maybe the antidote for some of that aggressive uh, CJD line. So that'll be make it first and goal at the 8-yard line of Julianne. Ball on the near hash mark. Zuri Edmondson into the ball game now. Kuhlman and Edmondson out to the near side here, the short side of the field. Tumlin with about a 10-yard cushion out there. Wouldn't mind seeing him running out. And now the snap is over the head of Bullock, and it's going to be grabbed by, is that Kiner that jumped on top of it at the 31? He did. Edmondson, maybe. Edmondson, it was Edmondson, excuse me. Edmondson hustled back and got on top of it at the 31-yard line. It's going to be a loss of 23 yards. We talked about Roger Bacon shooting themselves in the foot last week. These are not the mistakes that we could afford tonight against a good CJ team. And that makes it second down and goal to go from the 31. Sugar huddle now by the Spartans as receivers go out wide on both sides. Trips to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark. Kuhlman, signal receiver, out to the near side. That's where you take a shot to Kuhlman. Kiner. Lines up left side. Now Bullock is going to throw it to Coleman up the left-hand side in the end zone. It is knocked away and incomplete at the last second by Jason Ward, a sophomore cornerback. Well, Ward pushed off. So he had contact before the ball got there, but a little bit underthrown. If he puts a little more zip on that, that's probably a touchdown. 8.52, clock stops on the incompletion, brings up third and goal from the 31 of Chaminade. So... The Spartans really in two-down territory. I'd actually run the exact same play. Coleman lined up to the near side. He's the single receiver. Kiner to the left of Bullock. Ball in the near hash mark. Trips to the far side. Bullock looks everything over. Now takes the snap. Rolls out to the right. Looks into the end zone. He's going to throw the ball over the middle, and it is caught at the 14-yard line by Zuri Edmondson. It's not going to be enough for a touchdown, but now it'll bring up fourth down and goal from the 14-yard line. And they're going to bring in, I believe, the kicking unit and try to go for the field goal. Or will they go jumbo? It's going to be Bird. Give Bird a shot. I always like when when Bullock's rolling out, which he's a good athlete, and it it seems to look more natural for him than being in the pocket. Uh, Let's see if that was enough to give Bird a chance. Bird, they're going to spot it at the 21-yard line, making it a 31-yard attempt. Good snap. Ball is up, and it's a line drive short and low. So Bird misses the 31-yarder. 8.09 to go in the first quarter. Your score? There is no score from Braun Bazovich Stadium. Do you hate that feeling when you get in your car and the sun hits you directly in the eyes? Call T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. And if your audio system makes you feel sad and grumpy, T-Spot can set you up nicely with a new system that puts you in the middle of the music. Call 513-829-2530. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio has a vast depth of knowledge and provides genuine, reasonable, meticulous work. Let us help. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. 
call, 513-829-2530. Chandler is the quarterback. He's going to hand it off to George, and George is going to be hit behind the line of scrimmage and dropped back at the 15-yard line. That's going to be a loss of five yards on the carry and brings up second and 15. Looks like big Dylan Polk and Nolan Tevy in there on that. Bacon, not bad against the run, have been strong really all year. Uh, trying to put maybe this freshman quarterback in a position to have to make plays. Quincy Johnson was the running back there, and now movement on the line. Spartans are going to get hit with an offsides penalty. Demetrius Ward jumped offsides from his left tackle spot. So that negates the loss of five, takes it back out to the original line of scrimmage at the 20. Again, mental mistakes. These are not the things, you know, you put them in a hole, and then you give it right back to them. Colin Downing lines up wing left. Receivers out wide on both sides for the Eagles. Quincy Johnson is the running back to the right of Chandler. Dropping back Chandler. The freshman's going to throw it up the left-hand side. He's got Downing complete at the 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, and that's Dominic Wilcox. Excuse me. Wilcox takes it 80 yards on the touchdown strike from the freshman quarterback and the Eagles now are on top of it 6 to nothing. Heck of a throw, heck of a catch. Ron Lackey, just a, not enough speed to, to kind of keep up with him as he got outrun for about the past last 55 yards or so of that play. Uh, puts Bacon in a hole right away. The way that kid threw the ball, they better check and make sure that's not minor at quarterback instead of Chandler. He just switched numbers. Heck of a throw. Jake Staub is going to attempt the extra point. He's going to put it up and drill it right through the upright. So your score with 7.17 to go in this first quarter. It's now Chaminade Julian 7, Roger Bacon nothing. Spartan fans, do you need legal help? Someone you can trust with years of experience? Don't wait any longer. Pick up the phone and call Ed Nolan McLeod. With 35 years of collection law experience in both Ohio and Kentucky, Nolan McLeod have handled all types of collection matters, including consumer, retail, and commercial claims. If you need help with your past due accounts, utilize a local attorney with the ability to collect your money. Then call Nolan McLeod at 513-381-7333. Put the odds in your favor. Nolan McLeod, a strong supporter of Roger Bacon Athletics. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winston Road in Finneytown. So Staub will attempt the kickoff here as they now spread out wide on both sides. It is seven nothing. Julian on top of it. Staub is going to shank it up the left hand side, and the Eagles are going to run underneath it and catch it at about the forty yard line on a deep squib onside kick. It seemed like there was no urgency on Roger Bacon's part to get to that football, which is really odd. I don't know if they weren't expecting it, and after opening the game on an onside, you think you're thinking about it. Uh, Bacon just caught completely asleep at the wheel there. And now the officials, there's a flag down near the spot. It's not where he caught the ball. It's about five yards before where he caught the ball, and let's pause and see what the referee is going to say. Going to be a dead ball 
foul against Julianne. Evidently, somebody pushed off going for the ball. So, again, Marcus Colvin is upset on the sideline, and he's going to want another explanation. I'm telling you. There is more chatting going on between the officials and Colvin here in the first five minutes of this ball game than we've seen probably all year between officials and coaches. Yeah, odd start. So they're going to put the ball down at the 43-yard line, and I believe that's where the Spartans are going to have it, at the 43 of Chaminade in their own territory. Not sure where they came up with that spot at, Rob, but anyway, the Spartans are going to have it. High snap, but a handoff goes to Kiner. Kiner backpedals, comes around the near side, gets a block, cuts it to the 45. He's going to be drugged down at about the 42-yard line. I'm not sure he didn't get face-masked and been brought down, but no flag is thrown, and that's going to be about a yard gain for Kiner. Yeah, the way his head kind of went down towards his... uh Midsection, I thought so too, but just a one-yard game. But made that that looked like it was going to be a loss at first. So Corey, again, able to make something out of nothing. <clears throat> Bullock went about halfway over to the sideline to get the play this time. Now Kiner is going to come out of the ball game. I think they're going to make him leave. And checking into the lineup for the Spartans is going to be Fred Greer at that running back position, number 33. Good athlete who just returning to football after a year off. Um, Junior, 5'9", 160 pounds. Normally a defensive player, but he's in at running back. Yeah, Keontae Deer out for the year. Uh, noticeable on plays like this. Soto bringing up second down, nine yards to go. Greer to the right, now moving in motion as Edmondson to the right-hand side. High snap, a bullet brings it down. He's going to keep it himself around right end. Uses the muscles that he has in his legs and dives forward to the 42 keeping it from being a loss, and it might be about a half-yard gain. It brings up third down and eight. Kiner back in. And, and, you know, something I noticed last week that I wouldn't mind seeing at some point is Kiner's a great receiver. I saw him catch a lot of passes in, in elementary school, using him on the outside sometimes just to throw the defense off. You know, when he's back there, they know what to key on. Move him to the slot or to the, the outside receiver spot. Uh, to mix it up. Trips out to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark at the 42 of Julianne. Bullock barks it out. Gets the snap. Drops straight back. Steps up into the pocket. Now rolls out to the right as the pocket collapses and he's going to be dropped at the 50. Loss of seven yards on the first sack of the night by Julianne and it brings up fourth down and call it about 17 yards to go for the Spartans and they're going to bring in Luke Bird and punt the football away. Game number six. Tyler Bullock, you can't hold on to the ball for seven or eight seconds. If any if the season's shown you anything, it's you got to get back there, get your reads, and get rid of the ball. Eagles send a man deep to collect in this punt, but we can't see Downing as one of the upbacks. Not sure who the back is. I think that's Jason Ward is back set to return. No check it. It is going to be Dominic Wilcox. Wilcox is the man deep. And Bird gets a high spiral kick. It's going to hit it about the 20, take a high bounce. And Julian is going to let it bounce. And the Spartans will down it at the 21-yard line with 4.48 left to go in this first quarter. And I thought that was going to get a, a good favorable bounce, the way the ball kind of came off his foot and was kind of rolling forward. But uh, ends up getting kind of reverse English. Bacon here is going to have to play maybe some zone to... Uh, 
keep some of keep some of those long touchdown passes uh, or long plays from developing. First and ten for Julian as they've got the ball at their own 22-yard line. Last time they were in this vicinity, they threw an 80-yard touchdown bomb to Downing. Chandler, yeah, man, man coverage again. I think those those corners are under a lot of pressure. Chandler, the quarterback, drops straight back. He's going to throw the same thing up the field. He's got Wilcox again, and Wilcox went right through his hands and incomplete. They evidently are seeing something against Rennell Lackey on that left side, Rob, that they like. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I think it might have actually been Brandon Tumlin out there who's got a little bit more speed. Uh, the other thing that they, we may end up seeing is that Coleman in there who, who gives more of a, a physical athletic matchup at 6-3 to be able to obviously, because clearly he's the go-to guy, and, and he's got a lot of speed and, and playmaking ability. Boy, obviously the freshman quarterback has not changed the way Julian is approaching this game offensively. They're running the spread. They've got Johnson to the left of the freshman quarterback, and now the side judge comes in, and Chaminade wants to use a timeout, so we will too. 4.43 left to go in this first quarter. Your score. The Eagles 7, the Spartans nothing. The following is a... The Lucky Turtle is located in Finneytown on 8621 Winston Road next to Arby's. With 23 taps of rotating craft and local beers, plus a large selection of other fine spirits, the Lucky Turtle has weekly events, including live music, final night on Tuesdays, and trivia on Thursdays. They offer great food options from empanadas, a key, or you can bring in your own food. The Lucky Turtle is very accommodating for parties and events, so stop in for a relaxing, no-frills good time. The Lucky Turtle, owned by Frank Cena, Roger Bacon Class of 1991. It's safe timber at Jake Chevrolet Tri-County. Find new roads with Malibu and save up to $5,000. Including our lifetime mechanical protection. We're leading the way at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back at Bronbezovich Stadium after that timeout. The Eagles now, they are going to get hit with an illegal procedure penalty. It looked like they had two men in motion before the snap was made, so that'll drop them back five yards. It was second down, ten yards to go from the 22. And it'll make it second and 15. I believe. Side judge is coming over, and I'm not sure what his situation is, but there's been more discussions over on this near sideline, Rob, than we've seen all week between people. Well, apparently Chaminade doesn't make any penalties, typically, because these coaches are acting like everyone <laughs> is, is, is the most unjust call they've ever seen. So Chandler, the quarterback, to the left of him is Quincy Johnson. Receivers out wide on both sides. Downing lines up tight end left. Now moving in motion to the far side is Matt Willis. Handoff up the middle to Johnson. Johnson takes it right into the neck of the Spartans defense out across the 15 to the 17-yard line. Maybe picked up a yard on the play. And it brings up third down and about 16 yards to go. Yeah, I feel pretty good about our run defense and how stout we can be in the middle. Nate Stark and Noah Miller and those guys. The key here is going to be the pressure on those corners and those slot nickelbacks. Johnson stays in the backfield. We have not seen George. He was in uniform, but I don't see him on the sidelines now. Maybe you were right, Rob, but Johnson in the backfield. 
Chandler now moves a man in motion, drops back. Chandler's going to throw the screen. It goes out to Johnson in the left flank. He's got it at the 20, 25. Boys, he got the speed across the 30 to the 35. Fumbled the football. Spartans are saying they're on top of it. There's a scrum for it underneath. The officials are trying to dig through the crowd and see if who's got it. And the Spartans have the football. Looked like Rennell Lackey came up with the fumble. That's a big break. I thought they had him dead to rights about a yard behind the line of scrimmage. They let him get free for a first down, uh, make a, a good tackle to free the ball, you know, not giving up on the play and not quitting on your pursuit. Good things can happen. The ball pops out. Lackey there to, to scoop it up. Let's see if we can put some points on the board. 7 nothing. Eagles on top of it. Spartans with 350 get a key turnover. This is the third time, actually, Rob, that they the Spartans have taken the football over in Julian territory. Yeah, great field position. Have not been able to capitalize. Kiner with the ball to Bullock. In motion is Edmondson. They're going to throw it out into the flat to Coleman. Coleman completed the 40 to the 35. Breaks a couple tackles to the 30. Inside the 30. He's going to be brought down at the 26-yard line. Big gain, and that's going to be 11 yards and a first down for the Spartans at the 26 of Julian. Coleman a little banged up last week. Still had a great game against Baden. Legit Division One prospect showing it right there. Coleman and Edmondson out to the near side. Ball on the near hash mark. It is Bird and Tumlin out to the far side. Now moving in motion is Edmondson to the far side. Dropping back is Bullock. He's going to throw it out to Edmondson in the right flat. Gets a block. Picks it up at the 30. To the 25-20. Cuts it to the 15. He's going to be brought down at the 14-yard line. That's a gain of 13 on the reception for Tumlin and another first down. Coach Blount must have seen something he liked on those bubble screens. Two in a row, both for first downs. Uh, good to see them, them mixing it up to take some of the pressure off Corey Kiner. Uh, let's see now. We were down here once again earlier. Let's see if we can uh, put this into the end zone. Edmondson's second catch of the night is eighth of the year. Kiner behind Bullock out of the pistol just to the left of him. Now moving in motion to the near side is Tumlin. And the handoff is going to go to Kiner right up the middle inside the 14 and down to the 11. 2.50 and running. Game of three for Kiner. And it brings up second and seven. You know, this is Corey Kiner territory. I wouldn't mind seeing them get him to the outside here, wide side of the field, uh, set some blocking up, and then let him do the rest. That is not the wind that you're hearing. <laughs> it's the fans smacking their feet against this cement stands here at Bron Bazevich. That's what you're hearing on the crowd mic. In motion, Edmondson to the near side. Now the throw. Bullock is going to throw it into the end zone, and it is incomplete. Boy, he tried to thread the needle between four Eagle defenders and tried to get it to Coleman and couldn't get it to him incomplete. If you're going to take a chance with Coleman down here, you throw the jump ball and let him go get it. You don't try to throw a bullet between four guys. So Coleman comes back to the line of scrimmage, comes out wide left. It's third and seven. Big play time for the Spartans. I think they're in two-down territory. Ball at the 12. And look for a screen here, I would imagine. Kiner to the right of Bullock. Ball in the center of the field. Bullock handoff to Kiner. Around the near side on the sweep. He's going to cut it to the 10 and be run out of bounds near the 8-yard line. Going to be a gain of about 5 for Corey. Are they going to say he stepped out of bounds before the 8? They're going to mark him out at the 10. So that'll be a gain of just 2 on the carry, and it brings up 4th down and about 5 yards to go for a 1st down for the Spartans. 
And I think what actually happened is he got turned around in the opposite direction. So when he went out of bounds, his feet were actually further ahead than the ball, which is why we're back a little further. But an interesting call for Mike Blau. Oh, holding. I didn't even see a flag. Flag was thrown holding, but Chaminade is going to decline the penalty. And I think the Spartans are going to go for the field goal. As it looks like the field goal unit is coming in, and Bird has got the the team. The Spartans will go for the field goal. They want to come away from here with something. Well, it's an interesting call based on the last kick. Uh, Bird has the ability to, to knock it through. Let's see if he's got the confidence to do so. Ball at the 17. It'll be a 27-yard attempt. Two minutes to go in the first quarter. Good snap. Bird, two steps, puts it up, and it is no good wide left. So Bird 0 for 2 in the field goal department. And Chaminade will have the football first and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Yeah, and the kicking game has kind of been one of the Achilles heels of this team the whole year. Going up to the Euron loss and um, not something they've been able to figure out yet. So Chaminade has it first and 10 from their own 20. Their freshman quarterback out onto the field, Luke Chandler. Chandler, 6 feet, 165 pounds. Good-sized quarterback for a freshman. And Bacon not playing a bad defensive game. You take the one big play off the board, they've actually been pretty strong. Chaminade, now they've got to run somebody in very quickly. One of the offensive linemen, Artie Kramer. Kramer was, wasn't on the field. He's at the left tackle position. And now, Chaminade is going to get hit with a delay of game penalty. Or will they say that they got the timeout prior to the penalty? They did. They got the timeout. So that'll be their second. A minute 57 to go in this first quarter. It's now Chaminade. Seven. Roger Bacon. Nothing. Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained a reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. That's stacyheatingandair.com. Well, that was the second timeout taken by head coach Marcus Colvin of the Eagles. They'll have one left here in the first half of action. Minute 57 to go in this first quarter of play. Timeout still going on. We've got some scores around the area. Two big GCL rivals, Moeller LaSalle tied at 7 each. St. X Elder tied at 7 each, both just finishing the first quarter. So after the timeout, the Eagles come back out into the field. They have... Got Chandler out of the pistol formation with Johnson to the right of him. Receivers out wide on both sides. Johnson to the right. Chandler barking out the signals. Moves a man in motion. That's Willis. And Willis is going to bring it around the right end on the jet. He's going to be hit at the 22 and dropped by Freddie Greer. Nice tackle by Greer against Willis the junior to stop him after a gain of just a couple. Yeah, Coach Watkins, defensive backs coach, was excited by his progression, uh, again, coming back from football after a year off, after coming over from Purcell, really starting to rise and become an impact player for Bacon. Well, there's Marquise George. Marquise George is, in fact, in uniform and playing tonight. His first appearance into the backfield. He lines up in an eye right behind the quarterback Chandler, taking a hard count. The Spartans 
Looked like they were showing some blitz, and now Chandler moves George over to the left out of the pistol. Receivers out wide on both sides. A minute, 10 to go in the quarter. Fake handoff. Throw over the middle. Incomplete. Tried to get it to Matt Willis, cutting over the middle. On a slant in, and it threw it over his head and incomplete. Brings up third down seven. Yeah, just a little bit too high, which is interesting because he's tall. Uh, just a little bit too much. Maybe that's freshman nerves. I don't know how much he's played to this point. I would imagine last week in a blowout, he probably got some playing time. Uh, but big third and seven, if Bacon can stop them and get the ball back in good field position. Well, Ryan Miner's normally their starting quarterback, but he's out for the rest of the year because of the transfer rules that the OHSAA have in place. Chandler looking over to the side for the play. Now he moves Quincy Johnson, who's back into the ballgame for George, from the right to the left of him out of the pistol. Dropping back Chandler. He's going to throw it up the right side this time deep, and it is over the head of the intended receiver Dominic Wilcox on the near side and incomplete. So they've thrown that play three times now, Rob, and one time it worked for an 80-yard TD. Ryan Blount with pretty good coverage on that play. Uh, I don't know that the quarterback gave him any chance to make a play on that ball. Had he even made caught up to it, it's out of bounds. Uh, so Bacon again with a chance to, to get the ball maybe in uh, C.J. territory. Boy, Freddie Greer getting a lot of opportunities to play tonight. He's dropping back with Corey Kiner to return this punt. He's an athlete. And punting the football away will be Wilcox. Gets a low line drive kick. Greer's going to let it hit up the near side inside the 45, and it'll bounce out of bounds at about the 42-yard line. 35-yard punt. 54 seconds left to go in this first quarter. It is 7-0 Julian, but the Spartans have had plenty of opportunities in this first quarter. Squandered two decent drives, you know, the short drives that started in CJ territory, unable to, to get the field goal to go through. Uh, another opportunity to here to uh, to maybe tie this ball game up. I talked a lot about this last week when the Lions of Mount St. Joseph played Earlham, who have lost 47 in a row. We'll get to that here in just a second. Bullock with Kiner to the left of him. Fake handoff, throws it out into the flat to Edmondson, his third catch of the day. Caught it at the 42 and spun down right there at the line of scrimmage for no gain. There's an opportunity to, to see a guy maybe trying to do too much. Had he made the cut to the outside and gone with it, he probably picks up five or six yards at a minimum, tries to make another guy miss and take it to the middle and ends up with no gain. thing about it is, for Julian, they needed to put Roger Bacon away early in this football game to not give the Spartans any thoughts that they could win this game. Now you're going into the second quarter, possibly down by just a touchdown. And the Eagles know they're in a ball game. Pitch out comes to Kiner around the right side. Gets a hold of the 45-50. He cuts it to the near side, and he's gone. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Kiner. His 15th of the year. That's the, that's the risk you take when you let him hang around. This Corey can go any, any direction. 53-yard touchdown run, Corey Kiner. 50, actually 58. Yard touchdown run. That is going to be 70 yards. So <laughs> we were almost right, Rob. The thousand yard mark. He needed 900. He needed 68 coming in, and he just got it to hit the thousand yard mark. Seven seconds to go in the first quarter, and Luke Bird is going to come in and attempt the extra point and try to tie this thing up. Good snap. Blout gets it down. Kick is up, and the kick is... Sometime tonight we'll get a call. Good. 
Sevens are wild. You've got 007 on the time clock here in the first quarter, and the score is tied at seven. An electrifying 58-yard touchdown run by Corey Kiner, and the Spartans have tied this thing up at seven with seven seconds to go in the first period. Yeah, so right as you said, you know, CJ had a chance to go up maybe by a few more scores, and what you really do at that point is maybe take Kiner out a little bit. He'll still be a part of it, but you put more pressure on Bullock. Uh, but the, as this game goes on, very much like Zeke Elliott, uh, a guy Kiner kind of idolizes, uh, as the he, game goes, he gets stronger. He becomes more dangerous. Seven carries on the night unofficially for Kiner. 70 yards on the ground here in the first quarter. Bird's going to kick it off here towards the end of this first quarter of play. George is back set to return with Wilcox for the Eagles, and they're set up at about their 15, and Bird is going to squib it up the field. It's going to be taken in by one of the upbacks at the 32, takes it straight forward across the 35 out to the 39-yard line. So a return of nine on the play on the return by Noah Bernecki. And we'll see if if that big touchdown and tying a game up against a really good team can, can spark this defense maybe to get another turnover. First and ten, this should be the final play of the first quarter. Just a second left to go in it. Eagles have the football. Chandler barking out the signals. He's got Johnson to the right of him out of the pistol. Downing is wing right. Moving in motion is Willis. The handoff goes to Johnson right up the middle. Boy, is he fast. He takes it across the 40, out to the 44-yard line. Gain of four, and that will do it for the end of the first quarter of play. We played one, and we're where we were at the beginning of the ball game. Each team with a touchdown. It's Roger Bacon, seven. Chaminade, seven. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh sliced sub sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. Think about your home. What do you see? Do you just see two stories or the stories of your toddler's first steps? Now think about your car. Do you see an odometer reading or your kids reading in the back seat? Other insurance companies just see a house. They just see a car. But a state farm agent sees what your home and your car really mean to you. So why not give them the protection they deserve? Call your state farm agent, Jason Regelsberger, at 513-574-8811. So the Eagles now will be going from right to left across your computer screen. Chandler has got Johnson to the left of him, trips out to the near side. We're in a 7-7 ball game. Now Willis is going to line up wing left. Tight end right is downing. Pitch out comes around the left-hand side. Going to be taken in by Wilcox. Wilcox is going to be hit at the 47-yard line. Dives forward to midfield, maybe into Roger Bacon territory. At the 49, they're going to give him eight on the carry and a first down for the Eagles inside Roger Bacon territory at the 49. And again, important for Roger Bacon to get a stop here, maintain some of that momentum, uh, get that offense back on the field where they have the, the C.J. defense reeling a little bit. First time Wilcox has carried the football tonight, picks up a first down. 
Ball in the near hash. Mark trips out to the far side. Chandler, the quarterback with Wilcox in the backfield. Now Chandler's going to keep it himself. Finds a hole off the right side, but it's going to be plugged quickly, and he's going to be dropped at the 45-yard line of Roger Bacon. Gain of just four on the play. Yeah, good play and good reaction. I think that was uh, was that Thompson who was able to get up there and put a hit on him, uh, limited to a short game. Coming into the season, Ryan Miner was the starting quarterback for the Eagles. Miner was having quite a season, 69 of 93, but the freshman has taken over because of the transfer rules, and he's done a fine job here tonight. Handoff goes to Johnson. Johnson cuts to the left-hand side on a stutter step inside the 40. He's going to be brought down at the 37-yard line. Yeah, Nate Stark just missing that tackle you know, by a shoelace, able to break it from there and pick up the first down. Gain of eight on the carry. That's just the third carry of the night for Quincy Johnson, the junior, but he's only got seven yards because he lost two in the first two rushes. But boy, does he have some moves, and he is fast. Chandler, hard snap count, now looks over to the side and gets the play from the offensive coordinator, Maurice Harden. The Harden brothers are the offensive and defensive coordinators. Maurice, the offense. Corey, the defense. And now the... Back judge has thrown a flag, and it'll be a delay of game penalty against the Eagles. Something you would anticipate. Second one tonight thrown against the Eagles with a freshman quarterback. But they, you, you know, it's interesting. Maybe that's part of it, but they don't seem like the well-oiled machine that just put 61 on Carroll. A good team, but but some mental mistakes, and maybe they're overlooking a, a Bacon team that's going to give them a fight. Johnson to the left, downing, wing right, dropping back, Chandler throws it into the flat, and it is complete to the freshman, Kenyon Owens, his first catch of the night, inside the 30 to the 27-yard line. That's just tough. You give a guy a 10-yard cushion, and he runs a 7-yard slant towards the middle. That's hard to defend and catch up on, uh, even for Ryan Blount. First and 10 for the Eagles at the Bacon 27-yard line. They've got the passing game going now, just little dinks and dunks. And then they bring Johnson right up the middle. Downing lines up, tight end right. Hand off to Johnson. Johnson's going to be hit behind the line and drop for about a four-yard loss on the play. Dylan Polk. Dylan Polk gets in for the tackle. Loss of four on the play for Johnson. Again, another loss. I've got him for four carries tonight for just yep. three yards, Rob. That's Polk's second tackle for a loss. A Division One recruit on the other side of the ball, getting some time at that end spot tonight and making him pay. 9.35 left to go in this first half of action. Again, Chandler on second down, calling 14 yards to go from the 31. He's going to throw it out in the flat, and it is complete on a nice catch by Matt Willis. Willis cuts it up the right side inside the 10 to the 5. He's going to be spun out of bounds by Luke Bird, close to the three-yard line. Freddie Greer also got back there and made the tackle. Yeah, and Bacon just wasn't ready for that bubble uh, to run out there. Didn't have enough guys, and when you got more guys to block than guys to, to catch up to it, good things happen, and uh, they're able to go for about 15. Chandler's got four completions tonight. Maurice George is back into the ballgame. He's their leading running back, but he has just played sparingly here tonight. Now Chandler, ball, they're going to place it right at the five-yard line, first and goal. 
Nope, they're going to put it at the 7. They've got it at the 7, and Chandler's going to go under center for the first time. They're in an eye formation with George the eye back. Pitchback comes to George around the left-hand side. He's going to string it out. He's going to be caught at the 5 and dropped right there for a 2-yard gain. Nate Stark on the tackle. The senior captain coming up to clean that up for a very short gain. So it brings up second and goal from the 5. And again out of the I formation. Chandler up under center. 8.50 and running left to go in this first half. Johnson is the up back. George the I back. Fake handoff. Chandler rolls out to the right. He's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got a receiver. It's complete. Touchdown. They had the Spartans thinking run, and he threw it into the end zone for the score, and that is Colton Downing with the touchdown catch. Good play design, good setup. Uh, fakes the handoff, bacon bites. He rolls just a step. That All it needed for that tight end to get into that space was about two seconds. Uh, easy pitch and catch. So with 8.39 left to go, Julian back out in front of it by six. Staub will come in to attempt the extra point. Good snap. Staub gets it up, and it is, again, we've got to wait. Good. 8.39 left to go in this first half. It's now Julianne, 14, the Spartans, 7. Since 1969, Vonderhaar's Catering has provided services for social and corporate events, private gatherings, reunions, company outings, and wedding receptions. Vonderhaar's will help you customize a menu for all types of events and clients with personal attention and excellent quality food and service. Let Vonderhaar's Catering make your event memorable with quality food and complete professional staffing. Vonderhaar's Catering, selected as one of the five preferred caterers at the newly renovated Music Hall. Before you finalize your menu, call Vonderhaar's Catering, 513-554-1969. It's Dave Timber at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease a new compass for only $199 a month. Featuring our lifetime mechanical protection. $199, only at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. When you're looking for a family place to go after the game, stop by the Game On Sports Bar and Grill at 5880 Chevy Out Road. With several TVs, stay on top of all the games all at once at Game On. Great for the upcoming bowl season and NFL playoffs. Bring the kids. Game On has a family atmosphere that everyone will enjoy. You're home for all the Xavier and UC games with $12 buckets. Like us on Facebook. In a great location, the place to be before, during, and after the game. The Game On Sports Bar and Grill, located at 5880 Chevy Out Road in White Oaks. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh, back here at Braun Bezovich Stadium. Staub will kick it off. Julian now leads it 14-7 to with 8.39 remaining in this first half. Staub approaches the football, and he's going to squib it up the right-hand side, and it's going to go out of bounds near the 33-yard line. So the flag will be thrown, and the Spartans will get the football after the penalty on the kick out of bounds, unless they want to decide to make the Eagles kick it over again. And we've shown it in the 16 minutes we've been playing here that Roger Bacon's offense can move the ball on this defense uh, by mixing it up a little bit, throwing some variety, and then picking your spots uh, to throw a kiner at them. I think we can we can have a chance now. Hopefully this confidence carries over. Uh, we can put this ball down the field and, and tie it up again. Spartans will just elect to take the football at the 37-yard line in their own territory, so that's where they start. First and 10 from their own 37. 
Julian goes with that 3-3 stack defense. Bullock out of the pistol, drops straight back on the fake handoff. Looks to the right, looks to the left, now runs it up the middle, and he's going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage and dropped for no gain. That's a tough play for them to run. You know, He's a big kid, and when he goes back, he's seven yards behind the line before he even gets going. He needs a head of steam to really do something with it, and he doesn't get that going. Ends up with a no gain. Second carry of the night. One sack already on the evening for Julian. Second carry of the night for Bullock for just one yard. Kiner to the right of him. Kiner just hit a 1,000 yard mark. Throw out into the flat. Complete at the 35 to the 40. That's Edmondson. His fourth catch of the night across midfield into Julian territory. And he's down at the 46 yard line. First and 10 for the Spartans. It's been fun to watch him develop, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, to go from a, maybe a situational possession guy last year. Uh, to a guy who's really been a, a playmaker this year, and, and the guy they've relied on is all the attention's been on Kuhlman. Spartans moving the football. They've got it in Julian territory at the 47-yard line, first and 10. 7.45 and running left to go in the first half. Kiner. Again, this wide side open. I wouldn't mind seeing an option or a sweep to this side. With Kiner to the right. Moving in motion to the near side is Edmondson. Pitch out comes to Kiner. Kiner around the right side on the sweep to the 45, to the 40. Cuts it to the near side to the 35-yard line. He's going to gain 12 on that carry and another first down for the sophomore. They're playing seven in the box, man coverage. You get the wide side of the field like that. I don't think I've seen anybody who's got the the athleticism. It looks like we had a holding call. Athleticism to be able to, to stay with Kiner on the outside. So negate the big penalty, the big play, and it will knock the Spartans back into their own territory to the 39, make it the 40-yard line in their own territory, and it brings up first down, and it's going to be about 22 yards to go. And this is where I might take a shot at Kuhlman. Man covers to the outside. Give him a chance to go up and make a play. He's out wide to the right. Now moving in motion to the near side is Edmondson. Dropping back Bullock. Bullock looks to the left. He's got a receiver. That is complete. That is Kuhlman. And Kuhlman's going to be hit behind the line and drop for about a two-yard loss on the play. Yeah, and, and that was never there. Might have been Luke Bird. Never there. Defensive back read that from the get-go. Uh, Bullock would have been better to do a, a pump and go on that one. So no gain brings up second down, 22. Bird, Tumlin, and Edmondson are out wide to the right-hand side. Coleman, single receiver, out to the left. Kiner to the left of Bullock. Ball on the far hash mark out of the pistol. Takes the snap. Bullock looks upfield. He's going to throw the ball. No, now he's going to keep it. Tuck it under across the 40. Take it out to the 45. Puts his head down and bulls forward to the 47. He's going to gain 10 yards on the carry, and it will bring up third down and 12. That at least gives them a chance to make a play on this down. And again, able to get his kind of momentum going there. And when he's at full speed, he's a good runner. The problem we've had on some of those keepers is he's never able to kind of get there before the contact comes. 6-13 and running left to go in this first half of play. Kiner to the right on third down. They're going to call it third down and about 17 yards to go. Ball resting at the 46. Bullock drops back. Now he's going to get hit and drop. He tried to tuck it under, and he ran right into one of the defensive linemen's back. That's Johnny Banks, the junior right end. And he 
plopped right down at about the 39-yard line. So the Spartans, instead of going forward, went backwards, and they'll have to punt the football. More so than anything else we've done in the two years we've done games now, we've talked about Bullock being in a tough spot on third and long, and that really being the, the kryptonite for this Roger Bacon team. Until they can overcome that, either not put them in that position or be able to protect them in those situations, tough time winning games. Wilcox is going to get this punt from Bird. He's going to backpedal. Nice punt by Bird. Wilcox is going to take it in at about his 20. Backpedals to the 15. Now back to the 20. He'll be dropped right there, and a flag is going to be thrown in the scrum. Spartans may have got an inadvertent hand into the face mask. Or will it be a block in the back? It's going to be a block in the back against Julian. So that will knock them back five yards. 5.09 left to go. We'll take a short break. It's 14-7. Julianne over the Spartans. Is your gymnasium outdated? Are your basketball backboards, bleachers, scoreboards, wall pads, and divider curtains needing maintenance? They can become huge safety concerns for students and athletes. Proper maintenance and service is critical to keeping your kids safe and prolonging your equipment. Borgman Athletics is committed to providing your school with sporting equipment that you can depend on. With state-of-the-art equipment and training, Borgman Athletics completes the job in a timely, safe, and cost-effective manner. Check them out online at BorgmanAthletics.com. At Borgman Athletics, we make sports happen. Chandler back out at quarterback for the Eagles. He's got Johnson to the left of him. Ball right in the middle of the field at the nine-yard line. First and ten for Julian. Chandler drops back, throws it over the middle, and it is incomplete. Threw it behind his intended receiver, Kenyon Owens. Somebody had some miscommunication there. Well, if he's throwing that route correctly, that's the wrong spot for the ball by about ten yards. So... I'm not sure what he was thinking or if maybe that ball just got away from him, but he was looking way too far outside for a guy running a, a skinny post. Greer is playing the free safety position now for the Spartans. Second down, 10 yards to go from their own nine. Chandler with Johnson in the backfield. Johnson gets the handoff right behind right tackle, breaks the tackle, across the 10, 15, 20, cuts it to the near side, and he may be gone. 40, 45, 50, 40. 30, he's going to outrun Greer and take it to the house for the score with 4.50 left to go in this first half. That's going to be a 91-yard run by Johnson, and it's now 20-7. to And there, that was a great run, but really no excuse for him to be able to avoid three or four tacklers in the backfield before kind of cutting back uh, and making that a touchdown run. At a, at a, no one had an angle to even get close to him. I will say one thing about Johnson. Boy, he is fast. We don't have any particulars on how big the kid is. We know he's a a junior, but he can fly. Staub will come in to attempt the extra point. Julian dodging a full bu- few bullets here tonight, and they lead it by two touchdowns. High snap, but they get it down. Kick is up by Staub, and it is good. 4.49 to go in the first half. It's now Chaminade Julian 21, Roger Bacon 7. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? This is Kelly at Transform You Fitness. At Transform You Fitness, we make you smile while working off the stress of the day. Our training sessions are custom built to fit your needs, not someone else's. At Transform Me Fitness, we're fully dedicated to helping you achieve your fitness goals. Check us out at 4865 Duck Creek Road or call us and get a seven-day tryout. Everything starts with a vision. 
We help you get there. Transform You Fitness. Call me today at 513-645-3294. Need your car fixed and have no idea where to go? Stay local. Take your vehicle to Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive in Green Hills on 48 Eswin Street. Matt's customers like their prompt, reliable service at a price you can afford. In fact, most customers refer Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive to their friends and family. Simply put, he runs his business the way all auto service centers should be, with integrity. Pioneer Automotive, they get the job done right. Pioneer Automotive, located at 48 Eswin Street. Call them at 513-851-5131. Coming into tonight's ball game, it was supposed to be Marquise George that was the highlighting running back for the Eagles, but here tonight, Rob, it's been Quincy Johnson, the junior. Yeah, and again, some of that is poor tackling and poor angles and not being disciplined, but he, he made a great run, and he is a talented player. I don't think he's better than our player, but he's a good player. Kuhlman, Tumlin, Kiner in the center of Tumlin and Kuhlman, back set to return this kickoff from Staub. Jake Staub, number 42, approaches the football, and he's going to kick it straight down the middle. Kiner's going to take it in at his 10. Cuts it right up the middle to the 15 to the 20. Now to the far side, across the 20, cuts it out to the sideline to the 25, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds across the 30. And they'll say he stepped out of bounds at about the 31-yard line. So that's where the Spartans will take it after the 21-yard return by Corey Kiner. I'm sure Coach Blau here has told them to relax. You have four minutes. A little over, plenty of time to, to run the ball down the field. Uh, three timeouts, no rush here. All you need is a touchdown. Uh, you're back in this game, and you've played well enough to give yourself a chance to win in the second half. First and ten for the Spartans at the 30-yard line. Receivers split out wide on both sides. Ball in the far hash mark out of the pistol. Bullock sends Edmondson in motion to the near side. Drops straight back. Now hand off to Kiner. Kiner on the sweep. Across the 30, 35, 40. And a flag is going to be thrown. I think they're going to get one of the receivers out wide on a hold. Looked like Coleman, maybe? Might have been. That was clear up the field in front of Kiner. And it... Was thrown right at the spot of the block that Coleman was throwing for Kiner. So maybe he got a handful of jersey while he was putting the block on. But a nice run by Kiner. Boy, I'll tell you what, you got a couple of running backs here tonight in Johnson and Kiner that can really scoot. And Very good. The, the call going to be holding against the Spartans from the point of the foul. So that'll knock it back 15 yards and. After that big game by Kiner, Spartans actually gain a yard and bring up first down and nine yards to go. At their own 31, receivers split out on both sides. Bullock drops back, pump fake to the left. He's got plenty of protection. He's going to throw it deep. He's got Coleman up the left side, and Coleman can't come away with the football. Boy, another nice defensive play up the left-hand side by Sam Downing. They got a lot of freshmen on this team, Rob. He's yeah. a freshman. Yeah, and again, another pass. I think Bullock puts a little bit more on that ball. It's at least a completion, just a just the slightest bit of underthrowing it. Uh, Kuhlman unable to get, kind of get it before the defense has a chance to, to bump him. So it brings up second down and about 20 yards to go. Will I be glad when they renovate this stadium we can take this film off of the window? 
Makes it hard to see anything yeah. out there. Dropping back Bullock on second and 20. He's going to look out to the right side, and it is over the head of the intended receiver, Rennell Lackey. Jumping the right was the DB, Connor Hartley, a junior, but Lackey could not come down with a pass. Brings up third and long. I'm not sure Kevin Durant could have come down with that pass. Ooh. That was up there. Well, you know, LeBron used to be a wide receiver. Yeah. He might have. Maybe. Tyler Hansborough could have caught it. Oh, uh, here we go. Another Tar Heel joke. <laughs> Receivers out wide on both sides. Bullock on second and long. Trying to set up a bubble screen, and he throws it incomplete to Luke Bird. Just nothing was there. Three guys in his face, and that wasn't there anyway. Uh, Bird catches that. If he's lucky, uh, he's hit right away. So another punt for Luke uh, coming up. So Bird will punt it away from about his own 24-13 remaining. And the Spartan defense is going to have to come up big on this possession. They cannot afford to go down three TDs. Dropping back, set to return, is Dominic Wilcox, one of the few seniors on this team. Good snap to Bird. Bird is going to punt the football away. Gets a high end-over-end kick. Wilcox is going to call for the fair catch, and he takes it in at his own 40-yard line. So that's going to be a 30-yard punt by Luke Bird. No return. And Chaminade will have it in good field position at their own 40-yard line. Big series here from a morale standpoint, not to mention the score of the game, right? Bacon in a hole again. Tough team. Got to make a play here. Try to get the ball back. Give your team a chance to put some points on the board before the half. Spartans have had their chances. Just have not been able to put points on the scoreboard here tonight. And you need that for an upset. You you can't leave points on the table. Freshman quarterback Luke Chandler going to put Willis in motion to the far side. Handoff to Johnson up the middle across the 40. Cuts it to the near side. The 45 and brought down at midfield. Gain of 10 yards on the play. Nate Stone with the tackle, along with Freddie Greer in there also. Yeah, and where we've had luck on the defensive front is with Tebby and Dylan Polk in there. Those guys who also play offensive line are out. we got a smaller lineup in there. Uh, a guy like Jake Mumper, who is a young guy, but on the smaller side now, playing on the D-line, uh, put, puts them in a tough position. One timeout left for the Eagles. It is second down. They're going to call it a short yard. Handoff up the middle to Johnson. He's got the first down. Cuts it to the near side to the 45 to the 40. And he's going to be brought down from behind by Rennell Lackey inside the 35 down to the 32-yard line. Gain of 17 on the carry. First down. That play indicative there where that offensive line, who's a big, decent-sized line, similar to Alter, able to push that defensive front off the ball. He's into the linebackers in that second level before anyone's even thinking about making contact, and it's a big game. Chandler, the quarterback, and now the Spartans are going to jump offside on that hard count. One of the right defensive ends jumped offside. That's Ryan Lally. Mr. Lally, a a good developing player, a big kid, uh, just a little bit over anxious on that one. 6'1", 205-pound junior, plays on both lines. So that 
Cuts it down from first and ten to first and five. Johnson to the left. Ball resting at the 27-yard line of Spartan Territory. Chandler's going to throw it out into the flat, and it is complete to Wilcox across the 25 down to the 21-yard line. It's a gain of six on the reception and another first down for the Eagles as they continue to move the football down the field. Another completion by Chandler. He's got seven so far tonight. Three minutes left to go in the first half. It is 21-7. Bacon needs a play. Johnson to the left of Chandler. First and ten. Hand off to Johnson. Johnson's going to be hit and dropped. Yard loss on the play as he's dropped at the 22-yard line. 240 and running. Left to go in this first half of play. Ball resting at the 22-yard line. Halftime, we're going to try to interview one of the coaches of Roger Bacon. Rob's going to head down and see what he can come up with downstairs. 21-7 your score. And now the Eagles look over to the near side as they're checking everything out. Dropping back Chandler. Chandler's looking into the right corner of the end zone. Throws it over the head and incomplete to Wilcox. Rennell Lackey had great coverage on Wilcox that time, throwing it up the right side. Brings up third down and 11 yards to go. 21-7. Eagles on top of it. Tomorrow we'll have Mount St. Joseph football for you. 1.30 with the kickoff from Bluffton as the Beavers host the Lions. We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 12.30, so join us then here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Chandler on third and 11. He's got receivers split on both sides. Willis out slot left. Kenyon Owens is wide left. Johnson to the left of Chandler. He's going to throw it into the flat, and it is incomplete. Tried to go to Owens, and again, threw it behind him on that slant-in pattern. And it's fourth down. Fourth and 11 for the Eagles, and they will bring in Jake Staub and attempt a field goal here. Staub has been perfect on extra points. We'll see what he can do in field goal kicking. Holder is going to be Jack Huffman. They're going to spot it right at the 29, making it a 39-yard attempt. Luke Bird missed one from about this same area early in the first quarter. Staub with 2.07 remaining to go in the half. Good snap. Kick is up, and the kick is no good. 2.07 left to go in the first half. The Spartans are still down by two TDs. It's the Eagles 21, the Spartans 7. Hey, it's Mal Egger. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you know about your insurance? Chances are you know how much you pay for it, but do you really know what your coverage is? Chances are you don't, and that's because most insurance companies don't go out of their way to make sure you understand what you're buying. That's why RJL is different. They design insurance programs that they monitor continually, and they make sure they adapt your coverage as your life changes. Call RJL Insurance today. Obtain a quote from Rob, Jared, or Kevin at 513-322-5637. So back here at Bron Bezovich Stadium, where the Spartans are down by two touchdowns, and they've got all three timeouts left, 207 left to go on the clock. Here in the first half of action, Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenball with you here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Spartans take it over first and ten from their own 20-yard line. Bullock 
and the snap comes directly to Kiner. Kiner's going to take it across the 20, and he's going to take it out to the 25-yard line for a gain of five on the play. Halau was in the ball game that time, but he was out at a receiver spot. Now he's out of the ball game, trips to the near side. Clock continues to run a minute 45 to go, dropping back and rolling out to the left is Bullock. Bullock is going to throw it up the left side. Complete to Edmondson at the 40 on a nice diving catch. He's got a first down. Edmondson with five catches here tonight, and the Spartans have moved it out to the 40 with a minute 40 to go. Clock stops on the first down. Now they'll run it again. Kiner to the right of Bullock out of the pistol. Drops back on the near hash mark. Looks over the middle. Now rolls out to the right. He's going to look upfield. He's going to throw the ball deep up the field. He's got a receiver and it is incomplete. Tried to get it to Bird or to Edmondson or did Edmondson. Edmondson caught it, but they're going to say it hit the ground first. Boy, Edmondson came away with the ball, but he was out of bounds. And the official, the back judge, came in, said he was out of bounds, and the ball hit the ground first. So it brings up second and ten. Now the clock stops on the incompletion. So the Spartans can get their offense set now with a minute 26 to go in this first half. Kuhlman comes out wide to the right-hand side, trips to the far side. Kiner to the right of Bullock out of the pistol. Bullock will take the snap, drop back. He's going to throw the screen out to Edmondson on the left-hand side. He's got it at the 40, 45 to 50 into Chaminade territory, and he's going to be dropped out of bounds at the 47-yard line. That's going to be a 13-yard reception and a first down for the Spartans. So another big play for Roger Bacon. And it brings up first and 10. Spartans have it at the 47-yard line of Chaminade. A minute 19 left to go. Clock stops on the out-of-bounds. Dropping back is Bullock. Bullock steps up into the pocket. He's going to tuck it under and run it across the 40 to the 35. Spins forward to the 33-yard line. Spartans got something going offensively here. They're going to put him down at the 32. Still a minute 13 to go, and the clock stops on the first down as the chains move. Told you the Spartans still have three timeouts left. And now they will use one of them. A minute 13 to go in this first half. Spartans took it over first and 10 at their own 20, and they've moved it up to the 32-yard line in Chaminade territory. This would be a big, big momentum boost for Bacon if they could push this thing in at the end of the half. Chaminade's going to have the football to open the second half of action. By the way, this is the final regular season weekend in Major League Baseball. The playoffs will start next week, and the Reds are playing the Pirates this weekend, and right now the Pirates are leading in the bottom of the fourth inning, 3-2. to two. Indians will be going to the playoffs, and they are playing in Kansas City this weekend, but that game is not underway as of yet. Indians are going to open up with Houston in the divisional series. That will happen on Thursday. Minute 13 left to go in this one in the first half of play. After the Spartans' first time out of the half, they come out with trips to the near side. Ball on the far hash mark. Coleman, single receiver out wide left. Kiner to the right of Bullock. High snap, but Bullock takes it down. It's going to roll out to the left, and he's going to throw it over the head of... 
Kuhlman an incomplete. The high snap just threw everything off kilter for the Spartans. And Bullock did the wise thing just to get rid of it. Brings up second and ten. So he ended up just unloading it. Minute nine left to go in this first half of play. Spartans with the ball at the 32-yard line. Have Kiner to the right. They could still run Kiner. Minute nine left to go. Bullock drops back. He's going to look over the middle. He has got a receiver, and it is incomplete. Threw the ball short, trying to get the ball to Luke Bird. And it brings up third down and ten now for the Spartans. Kiner has not touched the football on this drive. They still have one time or two timeouts remaining, excuse me, and there's still over a minute to go, a minute four. There's plenty of time to give the ball to Kiner. Eagles dropping a couple of men deeper. They're playing only six men in the box. Dropping back Bullock. Bullock looks over the middle. He's going to be hit as he throws, and it is going to be incomplete. Threw it short to Zuri Edmondson. And it brings up fourth down now for the Spartans. So they moved so efficiently from the 20 down to the 32 of Julian, and now the drive has stalled. And it's fourth down. Now the Spartans need a big play, and they will use a timeout. So a timeout being called by the Spartans. 59 seconds left to go in this first half. We'll take one also. Your score, the Eagles 21, Roger Bacon 7. culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA compliant training. Having challenges on the job site? Ascent provides job site inspections along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. 59 seconds left to go in this first half of play, and the Spartans taking a long time over in the sideline to talk with head coach Mike Blatt about what this play is on fourth down and 10 yards to go. They've got it resting at the 32-yard line. They need to get inside the 22 of Chaminade to pick up a first down. So it's fourth down, big play for the Spartans here at the end of this first half. 59 seconds left to go in it. Bullock with Kiner to the right of him. Trips to the near side. Bullock drops back. It's going to be a heavy rush, and he's going to be hit and dropped after throwing the football. Ball got knocked free, and it's incomplete. And now a flag's going to be thrown at the end of the play by the referee, and it's going to be unsportsmanlike conduct called against the Spartans. Oh, boy. Not what the doctor ordered there. They did not need something like that. Because that's going to not only give Chaminade the football at the 32, but there's going to be a 15-yard penalty knocked on top of that. So it'll take it out to the 47-yard line. So the penalty on sportsmanlike conduct takes it out to the 47-yard line, and that's where the Spartans will have the football first and, or excuse me, the Eagles will have the football first and 10, but they've got it in good field position. And they've got one timeout remaining. Spartans are going to play an umbrella defense. They're going to drop four men deep. Going out wide to the 
right-hand side is Kenyon Owens, the freshman. Receiver split out on both sides. Downing is the receiver out wide left. Johnson to the left of Chandler, the freshman quarterback, who's played so well here in this first half. Chandler's going to drop back. He's going to look out to the left-hand side, and it is complete to Downing on a nice backhanded diving catch in Roger Bacon territory at the 42-yard line. Nice catch and throw by Downing and Chandler. 48 seconds left to go. First and 10 for the Eagles. Chandler again drops back. Looks out. Same play. Downing is going to be dropped right at the 39-yard line. He had to go down to one knee and catch the football. So a gain of just three brings up second and seven at the 39 of Roger Bacon. And I'm not sure why the side judge called a timeout. Nobody called a timeout, or is there a flag down? Looks like, okay, now there's a flag. I see the flag thrown back near the line of scrimmage. And it's going to be a hold called against Chaminade. So that will take them all the way back in their own territory at the 42-yard line. So, brings up first down, and they need to get to the 32 for a first down. So it's first and 28, throw out into the flat, incomplete over the head of Quincy Johnson. 29 seconds left to go, and you may just see the Eagles here on second down and long just take a knee and get out of here. They get the ball to open up the second half. At halftime, we'll go down to Rob Rickenbaugh. He'll have one of the coaches for us here at half to talk to them. Chandler on second down and long. 29 ticks left to go. 21-7, Chaminade with the lead. Handoff goes to Johnson. Johnson right up the middle. He's going to take it out to the 45-yard line on a nice run up the middle. Gain of about three on the play. And it will bring up third and long, and they won't even have to put in another play. That should do it for the end of the first half. Clock down to 10 seconds. Although the Eagles, hustling up to the line of scrimmage, they're going to try one more play. Six seconds, five seconds, they get the snap off. Chandler's going to throw the ball deep up the middle, and it is going to be caught at the 24-yard line by Wilcox, but that'll end the first half of play. So they got the completion, but the clock ran out. They had no time to get another timeout on the play. So that will end the first half of action here from Bron Bezovich Stadium. It's been a good one. Here in this first half, the Spartans, they've done a nice job of staying in this contest, and they are down 21-7 to as we head into the half. Rob's interview coming up here at halftime on Ultimate Sports Talk. I'm Dave Mitchell. Your score at the half. It's now Chaminade Julian 21 and Roger Bacon 7. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast is made possible by Transform You Fitness, Eric Geiger State Farm Insurance, Jake Sweeney Automotive, Ascent Safety Solutions, Game On Sports Bar, RJL Insurance, Stacy Heating and Cooling, and Vonderhaar Catering. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football Broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. They are role models and educators. Their work requires a great deal of time and energy for very little pay. Who are these unsung heroes? Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. The simple truth about education-based athletics in Ohio is this. Without a committed team of coaches and administrators, it just wouldn't be possible. 
School sports, they bring out the best in all of us. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Dayton Chaminade Julian leading the Roger Bacon Spartans here at halftime, 21 to 7. It's been an exciting first half of play. Corey Kiner has gone over the 1,000-yard mark here in the season in the first half of this contest. Rob's interview with Bob Plum, one of the legends from last week, will be coming up, and we'll do that right after this timeout. If I play sports for my school, I will learn how to be part of a team. I will have more friends. I will be active now and when I'm a grown-up. I will learn how to work hard. I'll have better attendance. I'll learn how to overcome adversity. I'll be more likely to go to college. I will learn how to get along with others. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. I must learn to be a good student during school if I want to throw on my uniform after school. I am honored tonight to be talking to one of the greats in Roger Bacon football history uh, from one of the great teams, uh, one of the two great teams in Roger Bacon history, Mr. Bob Plum. Bob, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, it's a real honor to talk to you. Uh, I actually had a chance to, to talk to at least one of your teammates uh, a couple years ago, Dick Walterman, uh, about that 62 team, and, and I hate to kind of start right at the apex uh, but an incredible team, 10-0, GCL champs. Uh, what's most incredible to me is you outscored opponents 356 to 32, uh, which is just unbelievable with more than half your games being shutouts. Uh, what memories do you have of that 62 season? Well, there were two games, even though we had a high-scoring offense, there were two games where we never passed and we never punted in, the, in two two games. So that makes those numbers even more, stand out more, I think. Uh, and we had just some tremendous players, so it, that many of them went on to uh, college football and a couple of them went on to pro football. We had number one draft choice on the team, Dave Foley from Ohio State. Uh, he was a, a tackle for uh, O.J. Simpson in the Buffalo Bills. So we had, we had quite a collection. Um, 
we were probably three or four teams deep with talent. So. Yeah, but, unbelievable. And of course, you were all GCL, uh, all city, and all state that year as a wide receiver for that team. Correct. Correct. It was a good year for me. Uh, so, so uh, I got to ask you. Uh, I talked to Roger Perdricks a few weeks ago. And, uh, one of the things I asked him is, you know, we play in a stadium named after Bron Basevich. We hear a lot of people talk about him, uh, throughout the school and, and see his name all over the place. Uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, what kind of man Coach Basevich was and, and how he was to play for. Well, it was very strict. Uh, we had, we had schedules that we had to keep and everything and, uh, he, he checked up on us. And he pushed you to the limit. And one of his favorite sayings was, uh, you, if you got into, if you missed a block or missed a tackle or something, uh, he'd grab you and, and, which, and, and tell you that you're probably big enough, uh, to whip a, a bear with your, with a, with a switch. And, uh, he'd make you go back in and keep doing it until you got it right. And, uh, a lot of days ended with going up and down the hill a few times because we couldn't get it right. In the end, it all paid off, uh, Discipline. He was a very strict disciplinarian, but those are the, the good old days when we learned a lot of a lot of lessons the hard way. So, like I said, I think it paid off in life lessons and everything else. Very religious man. Uh, went to mass every day, and uh, so those are things I remember about him. Uh, so I have to ask you a question that's that's more of a, a personal question for me. Uh, and it's based on kind of the era you played, which happened to have been around at least three of the great running backs in the history of the school. Uh, Walt Records just a bit before you, and then, of course, Mel and Ty Anthony, uh, right around your era. Uh, any memories that stand out about them, and, and what can you share as far as uh, their abilities as players and, and what you remember about them? Well, Walt was a little bit before me, but I do remember my dad and everybody always talking about how good Walt was. And uh, he remained a mentor all the way up until his recent passing. I'd, I'd run into him all the time, and he never forgot you. Uh, Mel Anthony was was very good. Uh, Ty Anthony was great. Uh, just straight up and down runner, straight up and down the field. And Mel was the same way. Uh, just really hard-nosed guys that wouldn't go down for, for anything. And the 40 trap and the 41 trap was our bread and butter plays back then, and those guys chewed up a lot of yardage for us. There was another guy that was right when I was a freshman, I think, Don Bueller. He, yeah. He just was put in there, too. Uh, that man used to show us pictures of him and his blocking and running abilities, and uh, he sure deserved what uh, what his honors that he got. So, But Mel and, and Tyrone were were both great running backs, and uh, so it was quite an honor to play with them. So. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not a 40-trap plaque somewhere at that stadium, as much as I've heard about that play. Yeah, well, you know, my I guess my first three years there, uh, that was the staple of the offense, three yards, get three or four yards in a, in a cloud of dust, like the old Woody Hayes team from Ohio State. But uh, when Pat Case came along in my – Senior year, Pat would have been a junior. Uh, Mr. Basevich allowed us to start throwing the ball, which was good for me, 
and uh, that kind of changed his whole offensive uh, thinking after he saw what he could accomplish with the with the big fullbacks and and throwing the ball. So turned out well. Turned out well. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, you would go on to play at Xavier. Ty Anthony moved on as well. Uh, what memories, of course, Xavier's football program no longer around. What memories do you have of playing for the Musketeers? Well, the biggest shock was when we went to Xavier, we went from uh, Roger Bacon where we had nothing but the best equipment and the best locker rooms and, and Father Allen always took care of us. And I went over to Xavier and we had leather helmets, no face mask, no... Uh, <laughs> The equipment and everything, we had to do our own laundry, uh, which we never had to do when I was at Bacon. But it was, it was getting toward the end of their, uh, their program. Uh, they were struggling with their football program, but it's still, they, they wound up going, uh, like eight and two or something, my senior, junior and senior year. So, uh, the change in the, in the, the equipment and the, and the coaching and everything was quite different going from Bacon, which was at the time way up there into, into Xavier. So we had some good ball players there at Xavier though. Danny Bromowitz, Jimmy Louder from Bacon, uh, Dave Gooding, a lot of the Bacon boys wound up there. John Castleman. So Tyrone, he wound up there. Yeah, and what, what's hard to believe is uh, for you Bacon guys, two losses in a season was a pretty down year compared to what you were used to at Bacon. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. I think you lost, uh, what, four games in three years or four years at Bacon if I looked at your four years there. Uh, yeah, we lost twice to Maslon, uh, yeah, and uh, Purcell I think beat us one year. So, yeah, four games in, in in four years, uh, so. which is pretty incredible. So, uh, one question I, I ask uh, every alum, because I, I think what makes Bacon so special uh, is kind of the connection that we all share, no matter who came before you or who came after. Uh, there really is this family environment that, that means something, and uh, you've shared something special when you go through those halls. So, all these years later, successful career, uh, all the great football memories. What's it mean to you to uh, be a Roger Bacon Spartan? means quite a bit. I mean, it uh, carried me through a lot of tough times, but we made a lot of friends, made a lot of connections, and those are lasting. And, I mean, I still run into people, uh, you know, from freshman, sophomore, junior years that, uh, uh, you know, they still say hi and we, you know, converse and meet strangers all the time. It's, you know, hey, where'd you go to school? And, Went to Bacon and they, they start talking football and everything else. It's common bond. It's the friendships and the, uh, camaraderie, I guess, that, that really stick with you. So. It's a special it place. Great. It was a great, great experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, tonight at, at our game against Baden, we're honoring you as a Roger Bacon football legend, uh, which is not just for the guys who did it on the field and of course as an all state candidate here, you were great on the field, but guys who've also shown uh, what it takes to succeed in life with the, the Roger Bacon education as well as those Franciscan values. Uh, all these years later, to, to come back and be recognized again for this new generation of players, uh, what's that feel like? That's quite an honor. It's quite an honor. Uh, a lot of, learned a lot of life lessons, and it carried me all through my life outside of Bacon, and uh, I'm kind of looking forward to maybe talking to the guys and, uh, explaining to them, you know, that 
uh, enjoy your stay at Bacon, but learn what you can, and you're going to do well in your life if you follow the uh, the uh, the guidelines that you pick up at school. So it's it's quite an experience. So yep. Well, I can't tell you what an honor it is. Really, you are one of the greats uh, in school history on one of the great teams. So it's a real privilege to talk to you. Real privilege to honor you at the game, and uh, we appreciate it, and best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. It's quite an honor. I appreciate it. Well, our thanks to Rob Rickenbaugh for doing the interview tonight with Bob Plum. Just an interesting situation there. We're about six and a half minutes away from the beginning of the second half, and hopefully we'll be able to have Rob Rickenbaugh with Tommy Watkins at halftime of this one. Uh, coming up in just a few minutes, I'll be back to take a look at the stats for tonight's first half of action. And Roger Bacon down on the scoreboard by two touchdowns, 21-7. to We'll be back with more after this. Stay up to date with all your sports information on UltimateSportsTalk.com, Mount St. Joseph University, and Roger Bacon High School Sports. Talk about the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Indians on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night at 9 during the baseball season. Minute by Bennett scores, opinion articles, stories from the pros, college, and high school levels, including the WWE, MMA, and UFC. Increase your workout level and tickets to any sporting event all in one spot. Check out UltimateSportsTalk.com every day for your sports fix. Dave Mitchell back here at Bron Bezovich Stadium where the Spartans right now are down on the scoreboard to Rod 2. Dayton Chaminade Julian 21 to 7 here tonight in the first half of action. We told you about Corey Kiner going over the thousand yard mark early in the uh, first half of action. He's carried the ball eight times tonight, 82 yards on the evening. He's averaging about 10 yards a carry. Of course, his longest was that 57 yard touchdown run, his 15th touchdown of the year. So he's got 82 yards in the first half. He's going to need to double that. Maybe even two and a half times that in order for the Spartans to get something going here in the second half of action. Tyler Bullock passing wise, 10 of 20 for 108 yards, no touchdowns. His long one has been 21 yards here this evening. And as far as receiving wise, it is concerned. Zuri Edmondson is leading the way in receiving he has got six catches tonight for 74 yards with a long of 17 Zach Coleman has got two catches here tonight for 11 yards Corey Kiner has caught one pass for 21 yards and Luke Bird has caught one pass also this evening for five yards tonight we told you about Corey Kiner well he has got those eight carries George Jansen carried the ball once here this evening for a yard. Tyler Bullock so far carrying the football. He has carried it just six times uh, the seven times, I'm sorry. He's been sacked a couple of times so he has got a negative yardage here tonight of 14 yards. As far as Chaminade is concerned, Quincy Johnson has carried the football nine times tonight. He's got 122 yards. Of course, the big one was that 91-yard touchdown run that gave the Eagles the two-touchdown lead here in the first half. Dominic Wilcox has carried the ball once for eight yards, Luke Chandler once for four yards, and Matthew Willis once for three yards 
in the first half of action. Chandler, 8 of 15 passing so far in the first half for 197 yards. Of course, the longest was early in the first quarter on the very first play where he threw the 80-yard touchdown pass to Wilcox. Wilcox has caught three passes for 122 yards and one touchdown. Colin Downing has caught a touchdown pass here tonight. And Matthew Willis has caught one also here this evening. Now, if we get a chance, let's go down to the field where Rob Rickenbaugh is standing by with Tommy Watkins. Coach Watkins, uh, looks like you guys held pretty strong there in the first half. Uh, kind of a bend but not break. Put them in the tough spot. Just gave up some big plays that hurt you guys. Uh, moving into halftime now, just down two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, uh, we still got a lot of fight left in us. Uh, we missed uh, um, hands on our guy going deep on that first play, uh, going deep in the first series. Uh, missed a couple tackles in uh, that series where they gained that long run. But we fixed some things, and uh, we think we're going to have a solid second half. Looks like you guys actually been pretty stout against the run. Are they doing anything unusual on those big plays? Or just kind of the luck of the draw? No, I think it's the luck of the draw. I mean, we, we've had a couple missed assignments, but, I mean, they're not doing anything we're not prepared for or we haven't practiced. So they're doing exactly what we what we saw in practice all week and on film. And uh, I think we've made a couple adjustments that we're going to be ready for in the second half. Looks like Freddie Greer made a couple of nice big plays. Uh, good to see him back there leading that defense. What can you say about him? Freddie Greer's had a, had a great game. Unfortunately, I don't know if he'll be back this half. Um, he's been getting sick. we got a couple guys that have been getting sick here on the sideline. Um, so we don't know his, his uh, status is questionable right now. Uh, so we're going to go with Ryan Holland right now, and uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Thanks, Coach. Back to you, Dave. Thanks. So our thanks to Rob Rickenbaugh and Tommy Watkins here at halftime. So you heard what Tommy had to say. Freddie Greer getting a great opportunity to play tonight, but the Spartans have some stomach flu going through the team here in the first half, so he may not play a lot here in the second half. Ryan Halau is going to get an opportunity to put some time on the field, on the defensive end of the field so far here tonight. Spartans are down on the scoreboard 21-7, to but as you heard Watkins say, they've still got a lot of fight left in them here tonight. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Rob Rickenbaugh and we will be back with second half action from Bron Bezovich Stadium. Your score at the half. Dayton Chaminade Julian 21. Roger Bacon 7. It may not require a textbook but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. 
Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast is made possible by Ed Nolan McLeod, Attorneys, The Substation 2 in Florence, Jason Regelsberger, State Farm Insurance, The Lucky Turtle, T-Spot, Window Tint and Audio, Pioneer Auto Service, Borgman Athletics, and Sunday's Pub. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon Spartans High School broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Back here at Brown Bezovich Stadium here at the half, and right now Roger Bacon is down on the scoreboard 21-7. to Rob, you were saying beforehand that uh, we've got a little inside scoop going on with somebody knowing what Chaminade's going to do in the second half. Well, maybe. Uh, you know, he, he also... Could have wandered out of the woods, <laughs> and maybe uh, could be a plant. Didn't exactly you know that there were guys last week on extra points. Uh, big kicker for Baden. They probably kicked five of them into the woods, and so uh, there were kids and, and adults running in and out of that fence down there the whole second half looking for footballs. Right, and it's a thick, <laughs> thick area. Anyway, this guy he went in last week as a 13-year-old, came out this week as a 40-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> At least, you know, it's like Castaway. So at least one guy who uh, stopped me and said, hey, he saw the Roger Bacon shirt. Uh, I got some information, and, of course, you never know where that goes here on Mitchell Avenue when uh, someone stops you and says he's he's got something secret. But uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, Roger Bacon has their work cut out for him. They're going to probably get a heavy dose of uh, the quarterback and number four, I would think. And then haven't had a whole lot of luck in that, that second quarter stopping the run. See if they've made any adjustments there. Again, you know, Dylan Polk not feeling well. Freddie Greer not feeling well. they got some kids who may not make it back in this half. That would be big uh, for this Roger Bacon team if they want to mount a comeback. Yeah, as we as we take a look at the stats so far in the first half of action, Rob, uh, right now, Chaminade Julian, everything is pretty much even except for the score, 21-7. to Chaminade Julian has got 11 first downs to Roger Bacon's 10. Passing yardage, 197 for the Eagles, just 108 for Roger Bacon. Rushing-wise, 139 for Chaminade to only 69 for Roger Bacon, but that's because of the losses on the sacks that the Spartans have accumulated here. As far as penalties are concerned, I want to drop down to that. Seven penalties for Chaminade, 50 yards in the first half, five for Roger Bacon, 48 yards in time of possession. Roger Bacon, 14 and a half minutes, Rob. Chaminade, nine and a half minutes. The big place. Bacon's had some good drives. If they convert maybe one of those drives to a touchdown rather than a, a turnover on downs or the missed field goal and they make a field goal, it's a close game, right? You're a four-point game. So they've had opportunities to keep this game close and have actually played pretty well, which I think is encouraging. Just stupid mistakes. Uh, and some unlucky breaks kind of put them down two touchdowns here uh, going into the second half. Well, that's been an entertaining game so far. As we enter the second half of action, Roger Bacon is going to have to go on the defensive end to start this second half off. Luke Bird will kick it off. Chaminade had won the opening coin toss, and they deferred 
to the second half. Spartans will be going from left to right across your computer screen here in this third quarter of action. Dropping back set to return is Wilcox. And George is back set to return also. And the pressure here will really be on these Roger Bacon defensive backs. Uh, if Freddie Greer can't play, already having a tough time with these receivers. Bird scoots it up the field, up the right-hand side, and it's going to be taken in by one of the upbacks right at the 39-yard line. That's Benjamin Myers. Myers caught it. Nice catch. And he's going to be down at about the 36-yard line. So that's where Chaminade will start first and 10 from their own 36-yard line. Next week, the Spartans will be at McNick. Rob and I will be there. My bring, neck of the woods for a change. Bring you all the action. Yeah, I'll probably move before I get to go there. <laughs> Downing in the slot right, and then the handoff is going to go to Johnson right up the middle, and he's going to scoot forward out to the 39-yard line, gain of two on the play. Your neck of the woods is my neck of the woods until I end up moving. And again, so we, we've got the big front here for Roger Bacon again, maybe to have a little bit more luck against the run with, with Tebby and Polk in there. Off to the right-hand side is Downing. Chandler, again with that heavy count right off the bat, and then he looks over to the sideline. A lot like what the Buckeyes did a few years ago. And then they take the snap, and Chandler throws it over the middle, and it is incomplete, almost intercepted. Who almost jumped that route there, Rob? Boy, is that, that Jake Mumper? Jake Mumper. Evan Webb. No, that was Evan Webb almost Evan jumped Webb. that route. Yep. Almost had the interception. Brings up yeah. third down and ten. Evan's a good athlete. He read that perfectly and made a jump on it. Knocked it away. Southmore, 5'11", 190 pounds. Is Webb Chandler with Johnson to the left of him. Receiver split wide out on both sides. Now moving in motion is Willis to the far side. Dropping back Chandler. He's going to throw it up the left-hand side. He's got a receiver, and it is incomplete. Went right through the hands of the intended receiver, Kenyon Owens. That's the second or third pass that Owens has had in his hands, Robin, dropped. Well, he can run, and uh, I don't want to out my uh, spy who stopped me, uh, but one of the things he said is we're probably going to get a heavy dose of number four, uh, Mr. Turner here, and sure enough, uh, they try to go up top to him uh, here on the first possession. Kiner's going to drop back to return this punt along with Zuri Edmondson. One of the few times we've seen Zuri back to return a punt. And first time tonight, Ham, that Baden is going to punt the football away, and that is Jack Huffman, and Huffman shanks it off his left foot, and it's going to go out of bounds way out of bounds on the near side and they're going to say it went out of bounds at the 50 yard line and that's where the Spartans will take it over first and 10 at the 50 and at least half of Bacon's drives tonight have taken place at the 50 or inside of Chaminade territory unable to capitalize really on any of those you know their touchdown came from outside of that range so important Bacon does something with his field advantage and puts points on the board Bullock may have, got a, may have had a bug in his helmet. He broke the huddle and then had to take his helmet off, shake his hair out, and then put his helmet back on. But he comes up to the line on first and ten. And the handoff is going to go to Kiner. Kiner backpedals all the way back to the 40, cuts it up the left side, Horse and he's going to be dropped back at the 49-yard line. And a flag just was thrown. I think you're right, Rob. They're going to get a horse-collar tackle. 
Boy, that's happened to him a lot this year. Well, when most of the time guys are chasing you from behind, sometimes that's all they get a hold of. But True. 15-yard gain, moving in the right direction. Takes it down to the 35. I think tonight, really, as I said earlier, good things are happening when we get Kiner to the outside. I don't think they really have the speed out there to keep up with him. Uh, we just need to kind of set that up a little better and, and take advantage of that. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ball in the far hash mark. Kiner to the left of Bullock. Now they put Lackey in motion to the short side of the field. Bullock's going to run the option. He's going to cut it right up the middle. Got a big hole across the 35, down to the 25, and he's going to be stacked up. He's still moving forward as his legs are churning. They're going to stop him at the 23-yard line after a gain of 12. Great first down. And when a defense is so focused on one player, as we usually see they are with Kiner, running that option with kind of the fake pitch and everybody goes with him, nobody takes the quarterback, he's able to run right up there for 12 yards. Coleman comes out wide to the right. Lackey slot right. Edmondson slot left. Out wide left is Bird. Kiner to the right of Bullock. And Bullock drops back. Throws it out into the right-hand side. Complete to Lackey. Lackey at the hash mark. He's going to spin forward to the 20-yard line. That'll be a gain of three. Second and seven for the Spartans at the 20-yard line of the Eagles. Good play. Uh, I was talking with Coach Benjamin right before the half, and one of the things we haven't seen tonight that worked well last week and I think is really hard to stop at the high school level are the crossing routes behind the linebackers. Wouldn't mind seeing them do something. We've seen a lot of plays to the outside and downfield, much like Huron, nothing in the intermediate. Kiner lines up behind Bullock out of the pistol, moving in motion to the far side. Is Lackey pitch out, comes to... Kiner, Kiner around the 20 to the 15, 10, 5. He goes into the end zone for the score, but a flag has been thrown at the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to get the Spartans for a hold. Yeah, I think they're going to get Dylan Polk, who had a little bit of But jersey. there's another flag thrown up the field, up near the sideline. Could be offsetting penalties. Let's see what they've got. First of all, it's a block in the back. Is that what he called? Just a block in the back against the Spartans? Maybe both against the Spartans. And now, or maybe there were two flags thrown, but one was about 20 yards ahead of the other, so maybe it was just one penalty, and it will be a block in the back called against the Spartans. So that'll knock them back to the 35-yard line and bring up second down and about 16 yards to go. Bullock again, ball resting at the 35 of the Eagles. They'll put Edmondson in motion to the near side. And now the side judge blows his whistle. And what do we have now? Let's see what we got. I think they're going to readjust the time clock back to about 9.38 left to go in the third quarter. So the Spartans will reset and get another play call in. Kind of tough to run the same play when you've already shown your your hand. Receivers out wide on both sides. Coleman out wide to the right. He's got single coverage about 15 yards ahead of him. Dropping back Bullock. Bullock's going to throw it out. It is complete to Coleman. And Coleman takes it down to the 32-yard line. And he's going to be pushed backwards. But his forward progress gained about five yards on the play. And it will bring up third down and about... 13 yards to go. Ball resting right at the 31-yard line. 
You know, another tough spot for Bullock here, as we've seen repeatedly tonight, you know, putting him in a bad position. Uh, let's see if Mike Bob has something quick. We don't want him to hold on to the ball too long. They need to get down to about the 13-yard line, so it's longer than 16. It's about third down and call it about 20 yards to go. They need to get to the 13-yard line ball at the 32. Dropping back Bullock. Bullock is going to throw it quickly over the middle. He's got Bird, and it hit his hands and clanked right off incomplete. Bird had the first down, too. Shooting themselves in the foot again. You know, you, you have a good drive going, a lot of positive yardage, and then you make a couple mistakes and drop a pass, and now uh, you're probably going to have to kick it. I, I don't know that you're kind of in that no-man's land. <laughs> yeah, they've pretty much got to go for it here. Ball at the 31-yard line, and they will be going for it. So the Spartans will go for it on third down and call it about 20 yards to go for a first. Receivers out wide. Bullock's going to drop back on fourth down. He's going to throw it up the left-hand side, and it is incomplete. Zuri Edmondson's out on the sideline up the left-hand side saying, I am wide open, and they're going to call a hold against the Spartans, but the incompletion and Chaminade will just go ahead and decline it and take over the football. So there's a timeout on the field, 8.54 left to go in the third. It's 21-7, to Eagles over the Spartans. Think about your home. What do you see? Do you just see two stories or the stories of your toddler's first steps? Now think about your car. Do you see an odometer reading or your kids reading in the back seat? Other insurance companies just see a house. They just see a car. But a state farm agent sees what your home and your car really mean to you. So why not give them the protection they deserve? Call agent Eric Geiger at 513-574-0321. Chandler leading the Eagles out to the line of scrimmage. Puts a man in motion. That's Willis to the near side. They take it over at their own 30-yard line, and Chandler's going to run the football off the right side, and he's going to be stacked up right at about the 30-yard line. Loss of a couple yards brings up second and two. Or, make, excuse me, second and 12. Yeah, and when Bacon has their, kind of their A-team run defense in there, they're tough to run against. The problem is a lot of those guys play offensive line and, and rotating them in and out and some of the smaller guys who back them up uh, put them in a tough position sometimes. Second down, call it 13 yards to go. Back Ball back at the 29-yard line. Chandler is going to keep it himself again right up the middle. He's going to be hit at the 28 this time and lost another couple yards. So it's third down now for the Eagles and some questionable play calling by the Eagles on this trip. Well, they got lucky there. Nolan Tebby just suplexed a kid right after the play was over, and uh, lucky he didn't get called there. Watching that, that a little close. WWE action yeah. on the pay-per-views on Sunday nights. Now it goes back to my, my childhood of Junkyard Dog and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so Chandler on third down, call it 14 yards to go. Now about 13 yards to go, drop straight back. Heavy rush. He's going to sidearm it out to the right side. It is complete on the play. It goes up the right-hand side. It's going to be close to a first down, but I think they're going to be shy by a couple of yards. Kenyon Owens finally caught a pass across the 36 to the 37-yard line. It's going to be fourth down, and they are going to be shy by about five yards, and it's punting time for the Eagles of Chaminade. He almost broke that one. He came up to make the tackle. He's able to slide out of it, and it looked like for a second he had some space, but uh, safety able to come up and clean it up. Well, now what do we have? We have a timeout on the field? Evidently, looked like somebody wanted a timeout, but 
both teams seem to be just hanging loose near their respective sidelines. Halau into the ball game now. He's checking in, so now it will be punting time. And punting it away will be Huffman. He left foots it. Corey Kiner is going to let it bounce inside the 30, inside the 25, and it'll be downed at the 22-yard line. So that's where the Spartans will take over, first and 10 at their own 22. Now they've got to do something here, Rob. They've had two defensive stops, one good drive that stalled out in Eagle territory. Now they've got to put something together and get themselves back in this ballgame. Exactly. So we saw that momentum kind of carry over. Able to get the ball back pretty quickly. Now they have to do something again to drive farther. You know, they were lucky to start at the 50 before, had a chance to, to really make a play, uh, have to put a good drive together, maybe put a four or five minutes, keep that other offense off the field, and put a touchdown on the board. Spartans huddle up. They send Coleman out wide to the left-hand side, trips to the near side. Bird out wide right, then Lackey and Edmondson. Kiner to the left of Bullock. Fake handoff to Kiner. Fumble on the play, but Kiner picked it up and ran forward across the 20 out to the 22-yard line. And he's going to be hit and dropped right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. Lucky play there. And again, just like with the last drive, Bacon shoots themselves in the foot, much like against Baden last week. Uh, the mental mistakes are, are really what's holding them back in this game, much like last week. Second down, 10 yards to go. Ball at the 22-yard line in Bacon territory. Bullock looks over the defense. Sets up his offense. He'll move Edmondson in motion to the near side. High snap. Pitch out comes to Kiner around the right side. He's going to be hit behind the line back about the 15-yard line. He'll be dropped at about the 13-yard line. They're going to lose 10 on the play. That play just blew up right at the very beginning. Yeah, just a, a combination of uh, them having the right defensive dial, defense dialed up and it being a little bit too slow to develop on the Roger Bacon side. So, loss of 10 on the carry. Brings up third down and about 18 yards to go. Bullock will send Tumlin out to the right-hand side. So will Edmondson. He'll go out to the right-hand side. Single receiver on the left is Coleman, and he's got press coverage from Wilcox. Dropping back is Bullock. Looks up the left side, and he's going to be hit and dropped at the three. Bullock just dropped back, and he got hit on the left-hand side by Artie Kramer, Jr. from the left defensive end position. Third sack of the night, and it brings up punting time, and this time the Spartans are going to be punting from their own end zone. And you got to know you can't take a sack there. It's, it's a no-no. Get rid of the ball. And, and holding on to the ball in those third and longs is really what has killed us now for two seasons like we talked about earlier. Tomlin hustles off the field as the Spartans had 12 men on the field. Bird will punt it away. Heels near the back of the end zone. No rush, and he'll get a high short kick that is going to be taken in by Wilcox at the 38th to the 30. 25-20 up the left-hand side. 15-10 breaks a tackle inside the 10, and he'll be run out of bounds at the... They're going to put him near the five-yard line. Not what the Spartans needed. No, but you could kind of see it coming, right, from the punting in the end zone to how much time he had. It was a 
Looked like a high punt, but not a lot of good of hang time, right? It came down pretty quickly. He had plenty of room, probably 15 yards before he was to any of the Bacon defenders. Uh, puts them in a tough spot. This defense in a tough spot. 4.53 left to go in the third quarter. Chandler looking things over. Hand off to Johnson right up the middle, and Johnson's going to be stacked up at the five, maybe got to the four-yard line. Johnson, 122 yards tonight on 11 carries. Most of them on that one, right? 91 yeah, yards. 91 yards. Not bad. Bacon's actually, their defense has played pretty well, right? It's it's little mistakes and, you know, in this case, a field position issue, but uh, not overall not a bad defensive game. T formation out of the pistol. They've got Johnson on the right. George is into the ball game on the left-hand side. And the handoff is going to go to George, and George is going to be hit and dropped at the five, maybe the six for a loss of a yard. Nate Stark. Johnson's down on the field. Or check that, that's George. George is down on the field, and he's hurt. He is face down on the field. His helmet is off. and He's not moving. No, he is in some pain down there at about the 11-yard line, and the Spartans' defense immediately is going to go off the field. We're going to take a timeout also for this injury timeout. Four and a half remaining to go in the third quarter of play. When we return, it'll be third and goal from the Spartans five for the Eagles. And your score, it is now 21 to seven. Shamanad over Roger Bacon. White Oaks favorite sports bar. The game on bar and grill is even better. Come check out the UC and Xavier games with $12 buckets ready to go. Daily drink specials and open for lunch and dinner with great food and great service. The game on Sports Bar and Grill is your place for the entire family. With plenty of TVs to watch all the games and fun for all. Follow us on Facebook at Game On! Exclamation point to check out all the latest specials. After the Roger Bacon game, head to the Game On! Sports Bar and Grill at 5880 Chevy Out Road in White Oaks. It's Dave Timber at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet Tri-County. Find new roads with Equinox and save up to $5,000. Including our lifetime mechanical protection. We're leading the way at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet. JakeSweeney.com Need your car fixed and have no idea where to go? Stay local. Take your vehicle to Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive in Green Hills on 48 Eswin Street. Matt's customers like their prompt, reliable service at a price you can afford. In fact, most customers refer Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive to their friends and family. Simply put, he runs his business the way all auto service centers should be, with integrity. Pioneer Automotive, they get the job done right. Pioneer Automotive, located at 48 Eswin Street. Call them at 513-851-5131. Well, Marquise George, it appears he is the man that is down near the 11-yard line and still down and writhing as the trainers for both schools have come out and are taking a look at him. And now he is up and looks like he is going to be helped off the field. Might be his eye, Rob. I mean, it looks like he's got a patch up near his right eye as he comes off. Maybe he got poked in the eye as he was running around that right end. I don't know, but he's there's something up around the side of his head, isn't there? Yeah, it's hard to see what happened. You know, Nate Stark came through. He came through cleanly, and I know he wrapped him up, uh, but then came the gang to kind of help get him to the ground. So so maybe an Aaron Finger goes in there at full speed, and um, we may be done seeing him for the night. Well, you know what? It's off to the side. It's near near the cheek now as he gets closer to the sideline, so it may not be the eye. 
but it's around the right eye, around the cheek area. Well, so if it's the cheek, then he should have got right up. And yeah, that's just me. There you go. That's the difference between the two. All right, so it'll be call it uh, third down, and the handoff goes to Johnson. Johnson from the five off the right tackle takes it in for the score. Backs against the wall, but you, you know you've you've played the run twice really strong. Uh, you got to be ready for that, uh, expecting that. Uh, make that freshman quarterback beat you, not just to give a straight, untouched jog into the end zone. Johnson makes it 27-7, to and Staub will come in to attempt the extra point to give Chaminade a 21-point lead here this evening with 4.16 remaining to go in this third quarter of play. Kick is up, and the kick is good. 4.16 left to go in the third. It's now Dayton Chaminade Julian 28, Roger Bacon 7. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh sliced sub sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. 416 left to go, 28-7. Chaminade on top of the Spartans by 21 points. Rob, Spartans can go two ways here. They can pack it up and go home for the final 16 minutes of this ball game, or they can dig down deep, find something inside themselves, and get themselves back into this ball game. Well, we won't give up. We're going to keep fighting. Uh, they won't pack it in. Too much fight here at Roger Bacon in the history of the stadium, uh, and too much to gain. Uh, over the next five weeks, no matter what happens tonight, so need to come out, really start to clean up some mistakes, put good drives together, build confidence, put some good stuff on film to go with some of the, the errant plays they've made. Uh, make a game of it. you still got some time. They've got to get some people to make some plays. You're right. Uh, Moeller, LaSalle, tied up 14-14. Uh, Elder putting it on St. X tonight, 37-20. Staub's going to shank it up the right-hand side. It's going to be taken in by one of the upbacks at the 45, out to the 48-yard line. It's Webb. That's Webb again. Webb did a nice job, came in, caught it on the fly, took it back to the 48-yard line, short kick, about a 7-yard return for Webb. And it's first and 10 for the Spartans. They've got good field position again. Again. Let's make something happen with it. Tomorrow, Mount St. Joseph football from Bluffton up north. Kickoff at 1.30, important Heartland Conference game, and the pregame will start at 12.30. Bullock, down by 21 now, drops straight back. He's going to throw it out on the left side, complete to Edmondson. Edmondson, nice juke move inside the 50, down to the 45-yard line, gain of six, and he just broke the ankles of one of the defensive backs. That's always been his thing, is how shifty he is, and uh, showing it there is... uh, he puts the Allen Iverson on him and breaks that guy's ankles. Seven catches tonight for Zuri Edmondson unofficially that I've got him for. and Pushing 100 yards, I think, tonight, too. Yeah, he's done a great job from that left slot position. They moved him in motion a lot tonight. Kiner to the right, and Bullock's going to throw it back out to Edmondson. Edmondson is going to get positive yardage again. First down. down. For the 41-yard line, he's got the first down, a gain of three on that reception, and another first down. 
And that, that, it's a nice play, and they've gotten some positive yards. It's probably the tenth time we've seen him throw it directly out to one of those receivers on a little bubble. Uh, still nothing intermediate, right? I, I don't know that that's any different than a five-yard out. Uh, and at least the five-yard out gives you some variety. And if you miss it, you miss it. You don't put yourself five yards behind the line of scrimmage. 3.05 and running. Left to go in the third quarter. 28-7. to seven. In motion is Lackey to the far side. Handoff goes to Kiner. Kiner is going to be go all the way back to the 43-yard line. Cut it back to the 50. He's going to go back to the 40-yard line. Now he cuts back. He's got a lane. He's going to go. 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. What a fast, fabulous run by Kiner. The legend of Corey Kiner. Holy cow. And maybe the best run ever that anyone in this stadium has ever run. Wow. He came so close to stepping out of bounds on this near side at about the 45-yard line and then reversed his field and took off up the left-hand side. Was it a loss? Went positive, took a loss again, and then broke it. Makes it 28-13 to with 2.41 left to go. Bird will attempt the extra point. Good hold by Blout. Puts it up. Bird kicks it right through the uprights. So that cuts the lead in half with 2.41 remaining. Makes it 28-14, to and we'll keep it right here. What an unbelievable run by Corey Kiner. Touchdown 17 on the season. 17. Uh, probably putting him somewhere around pushing 1,100 yards. Maybe you can sneak over and see just how many, but I, I don't even remember how many yards that was where they had the ball at when he he uh, took off. We were, we were right about the, the 48, I believe. He ran all the way back to the 40. About a 52-yarder, it looked like. Yeah, I mean, and then came over to this side, and then, boy, when he cut back over to the far side, he had a lane, and he was gone. Unbelievable. That's why you don't give up on a play, and uh, he never gives up on a play, right? He always thinks he can make something out of nothing, and every now and then he does something he does. you've never seen before, <laughs> and it's, it's a touchdown, which is what they needed, right? It, yep. Defense now has to, to continue to get stops and uh, put the ball back on the offense's hands. Wilcox back set to return. And the Spartans will just squib it up the field, and it'll be downed at about the 42-yard line. Downed by Dante Stevenson. He just jumped right on that squib kick up the field. Yeah, at some point I wouldn't mind seeing him kick it off. You know, put the ball 15 yards back further. Uh, Bird has a leg. We've seen him. We've seen him use it, but... So that gives Chaminade some good field position at their own 41-yard line after that electrifying run by Corey Kiner. Chandler, the quarterback, looking over the defense. He's got Johnson to the left of him. Drops back, throws it out on the right flat, complete to Wilcox. He's going to take it across midfield and get tossed out of bounds in Roger Bacon territory right into his own bench at about the 48-yard line. And Wilcox, I think, is hurt. He's down on the sideline. He got thrown out of bounds and not sure he, boy, he took his helmet off quickly and threw it. Yeah. And they're looking at his legs and it appears to be his left leg that they're looking at primarily. The trainer came right over. 
He's right at the bench of the sideline of Chaminade. And unfortunately, where he is situated, they're going to have to try to get him to move after they figure out what's wrong with him. It looked like it might be the ankle. He ankle. Cut yeah, I wasn't sure. Maybe his leg stuck. And then he pulled him and the leg didn't go, right? So sometimes ankles and knees are, are what happen on a turf like this if you're, you're getting dragged and your leg is locked. Wilcox now sitting up. And now they're going to stand him up. And it is the left leg, and he can't even put any pressure on it. They're going to have to help him off over to the bench area and to get him off the field. So the leading receiver for the Eagles is going to leave this game with an injury, at least for the time being. He picked up the first down on his catch, takes it to the 48 of Roger Bacon. Johnson in the backfield with Chandler. Chandler, 235 remaining to go in this third quarter. 28-14, Eagles. Handoff goes to Johnson right up the middle. He's going to squirt it out to the 46-yard line, maybe the 45. That's where they'll spot him. Gain of three, second and seven. He really is explosive through the line. And now Chaminade's going with a hurry-up. They want to pick up the tempo of this game. Johnson to the right of Chandler out of the pistol. Downing is... Wing right. Fake handoff. Chandler rolls out to the right. Looks up the field. He's going to tuck it under at the 45, and he'll be brought down at the 43. Gain of two on the carry, and it'll be third down and six. Opportunity here for Bacon, right? You know, you you get one stop here, get this ball back. Put Put the ball in Corey's hands and see what happens. Minute 50 left to go in the third quarter. It's a two touchdown lead for the Eagles. Bacon crowd starting to liven up here at Bron Bezovich. Third down, six yards to go from the Bacon 43-yard line. Chandler with Johnson to his left. He's going to drop straight back. He's got a receiver up the right-hand side, and it is going to be knocked free by Ryan Halau, who's playing the safety position. It was caught, but he was out of bounds. And Spartans' defense will now force a punt by the Eagles. And let's see what happens, you know. So uh, with all due respect to my father who's listening, who was here with Mel Anthony and Ty Anthony and grew up with Walt Wreckers, uh, Corey Connor will be the best running back in the history of this school and will make plays that my kids will talk about someday. And uh, opportunity for him to, to become a real Roger Bacon legend if he can pull them back into this game. Heck with your kids. You're going to be talking about it for a while. Yeah. Huffman. Good left, point. Left foots it up the up the field, and he got a shank off again. And let's see where they're going to spot it out of bounds at. They're going to start at the 15-yard line, and the side judge is going to mark it out of bounds at the 23-yard line. Roger Bacon will have it down by two touchdowns. We're still in the third quarter, a minute 16 to go in it. And when Corey Kiner is on the field, boy, you got a shot anytime. 23-yard line is where the Spartans will start out. And, you know, it only takes him about 10 seconds to go end-to-end on a straight shot. So uh, plenty of time for him to, to get us back into this thing. Bird and Tumlin out to the right side. Edmondson, Kuhlman out to the left-hand side. Ball on the far hash mark. Moving in motion is Edmondson from the far side to the near side. Pitch 
the snap goes directly to Corey Kiner, and Kiner takes it out to about the 24-yard line. He'll pick up maybe a yard on the carry, and he'll bring up second down, nine yards to go. Spartans look over to the side for the play. 55 seconds and running left to go in the third quarter of play. Second and nine. And again, if you can get him to the outside. Now, the, the defensive end here has been giving uh, Nolan Tebby and, and the, the line on that right side some problems and getting good penetration, but I, I still think getting Kiner out in the space is your best option. Bullock on second and nine from the 24. Drops straight back. Looks out to the left. He's got a receiver. That's Bird. Bird complete at the 30-yard line. Cuts to the left. Now cuts to the right. He's going to get it out to the 33-yard line. Hangs onto the football as the Eagles are trying to tackle it. He's going to be brought down at the 34, and it will bring up be close. third down. He's going to be close to the first down. They're going to give it to him. Rob, I was talking you know, that the Spartans are going to quickly get up to the line of scrimmage. 20 seconds to go. They've got the first down at the 34-yard line. Bullock throws it out on the left-hand side. Complete to Coleman at the 40. Touch to the far side. 50. 45. 40. He's going to be pushed out of bounds at the 35 of Julian. Big, big play. They reversed it there. They brought Coleman into the slot and, and moved Edmondson out. 31-yard reception for Coleman. Takes it down to the Julian 36-yard line. Ten seconds to go in the third quarter. Dropping back is Bullock. Bullock looks out to the right. He's got Bird. Bird completed the 33 to the 30. Cuts it to the sideline inside the 25. He's going to be down at the 23-yard line, and he's close to a first down. And that will end the third quarter of play. The Spartans knocking at the door. And here we go for the exciting fourth quarter of action. The final 12 minutes, your score. Julianne, 28. Roger Bacon, 14. The Lucky Turtle is located in Finneytown on 8621 Winton Road next to Arby's. With 23 taps of rotating craft and local beers, plus a large selection of other fine spirits, the Lucky Turtle has weekly events, including live music, final night on Tuesdays, and trivia on Thursdays. They offer great food options from empanadas, a key, or you can bring in your own food. The Lucky Turtle is very accommodating for parties and events, so stop in for a relaxing, no-frills good time. The Lucky Turtle, owned by Frank Cena, Roger Bacon, class of 1991. Hey, it's Mo Egger. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you know about your insurance? Chances are you know how much you pay for it, but do you really know what your coverage is? Chances are you don't, and that's because most insurance companies don't go out of their way to make sure you understand what you're buying. That's why RJL is different. They design insurance programs that they monitor continually, and they make sure they adapt your coverage as your life changes. Call RJL Insurance today. Obtain a quote from Rob, Jared, or Kevin at 513-322-5637. Julian had come into this ballgame 5-0, and and they had not played close ball games. Every game that they've been in this year has been a blowout. And every fourth quarter that they've entered, they have been up by at least three touchdowns. They are now up by two touchdowns, but the Spartans, heading into the final 12 minutes of play, have it first and ten at the Julian 23-yard line. They're going from right to left across your computer screen. Bullock, on the first play of the fourth quarter, throws it out on the left-hand side, complete to Kuhlman, and it was thrown behind him to the point where he had to backpedal Caught the ball at the 26 and then fell down. So he was down right there at the 26. 
had a sea of uh, Julian jerseys around him. Uh, and they, they saw that coming. Again, you can only go to the well so many times. Yeah. you got to mix it up. Loss of three, second and 13. And I was going to say when we came out, you know, important bacon not to shoot themselves in the foot as they've done so many times tonight in Chaminade territory. Boy, look at the defense that the Eagles are giving. They're, they are really giving the receivers a cushion for the Spartans. Handoff goes to Kiner. Kiner backpedals back to the 30, but cuts it out to the right-hand side. He's to the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. He dives to the pylon. Is he in? Are they going to give him credit? Yes, touchdown. Here we go again. And there's another player down for Chaminade. For a team, Rob, that has come in here 5-0, and not only do they not look like a 5-0 and team, but they are getting out-physicaled tonight on the field. You know, sometimes if you give a good team that's been on the ropes a little bit of confidence, uh, it could be trouble, and that's what they've done here. Bacon's a good team. You know, we talked about them having a chance to win GCL. Uh, in their division going into this season, they've had some tough games, a tough loss to Euron. They had trouble bouncing back to, but they can play, <laughs> and they have the best player in the city, and he's shown it tonight that he can do a lot of things that will keep you in games, and uh, we're an extra point away from, from being down just seven. It's 28-20 to 20 now, and the man that was down on the far side was Cooper Mullins, a junior linebacker. Mullins is up, and he'll walk off the field on his own. 28-20. Spartans down by eight, and Luke Bird will come in to try the extra point as they wait for Mullins to get off the field. 11-12 left to go in this ball game. Last week, a devastating overtime loss to Hamilton Baden. Bird now is going to, as Mullins just now got off to the side, he's going to reset. Blout will be the holder. Bird will attempt the extra point. Line is set, and now the back judge is going, what are they going to call? Dead ball offside against Chaminade. Now... That changes the entire complexion of this extra point. That's going to move it half the distance. It'll be at the one and a half. And now Mike Blout's going to roll the dice and send the offense out on the field and go for two. Put the ball in the hands of the best player or put your quarterback <laughs> under center and let him fall forward. But yeah. you got two good options here, and uh, they make this. Things get interesting. Here we go. Spread formation. Kiner in the backfield with Bullock out of the pistol. They are Bullock. And the snap, and now timeout. was there a timeout taken before the snap? Yep, Julianne got a timeout taken before the snap. That was a good thing. Thank heavens for Julianne taking the timeout because that snap was not very good. No, and it looked like whatever the head called was probably the antidote to whatever Bacon was about to run. So it gives Mike Blatt a chance to draw something else up uh, and see if we can't punch this in here and cut it to just six which will put some interesting pressure on a freshman quarterback on a team that's facing adversity maybe a little bit for the first time this season. Yeah, I mean, when you look at this, Rob, I want to check this out just to kind of give everybody an idea of what I was talking about at the beginning. When you look at the scores that were 
Well, they, they goose egg Purcell, right? 38 to nothing. And then put it on Carroll last week, like 67, 61 to 7 or something. So. 42-22 is the first week against Piqua. They won. 41-19 the next week against Woodward. 58-16 over Greenville. 38 nothing over Purcell. And 61-30 last week over Carroll. They have not been in a close game all year long. The closest game that they have had, when you take a look at it, has been the 42-22 game the opening night. 20 points. Good team. Let's see what we got here for uh, Bacon. Ball, ball at the one-and-a-half-yard line. They'll go for two. Kiner to the left of Bullock. Ball right in the center of the field. Spread formation. Bullock, high snap. He's going to drop back. He's going to throw it on the left-hand side, and it is incomplete. Tried to get it to Nate Stark, and it bounced in front of him. So the two-point conversion fails. 11-12 to go in this fourth quarter. Your score, Chaminade, 28, Roger Bacon, 20. Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained a reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. That's stacyheatingandair.com. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sunday's, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sunday's for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sunday's. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winston Road in Finneytown. While you're away, Zach Bird kicked it deep, and it's going to be taken in by Kenyon Owens. Kenyon Owens is going to take it in at about his 10, runs it across the 20, out to the 25, and he'll be run out of bounds at the 29-yard line. And we talked a little bit earlier about Bacon playing both ways and some of their studs, like Nolan Tevy, who's back out here getting gas, but nothing can give you a boost of energy more than getting back into a game that looked for a while you were out of. Uh, so Bacon looks energized, enthusiastic. We can get a big stop here. Things get really, really interesting. Johnson to the right of Chandler, the freshman quarterback, who has played well here this evening. Spread formation. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ball in the far hash mark. Chandler, hand off to Johnson. Comes out to the near side. He's going to be hit at the line. Struggle forward out to the 30. Be a gain of about three on the play for Quincy Johnson, and it's second and seven. He goes outside, he probably picks up eight. Yeah. Uh, cut it back right into the defense. Huh? Curious call. Our roster does not give us the height and weight, but I'll tell you one thing. Johnson is a D1 size running back. He's about 6'2", and I'm going to guess maybe about 210, 15 pounds. Oh, you no, say? He's 230. Easily. Downing, wing right, hand off to Johnson, off left tackle, stacked up right at the 30 and dropped at the 31, gain of a yard. It'll bring up third down and six. He reminds me of uh, Larry Johnson. Yeah. From the old uh, the old Penn State back. Yep. Yep. Because he's, he's got some burst. He's he's not a former, lumbering back. Former Kansas City Chief. Yeah, he hits the hole quick. Chandler on fourth, third down and six from the 31-yard line in their own territory. 
Two tight ends set. Receivers out wide on both sides. They've got downing tight end left. Now Johnson shifts over to the left side of Chandler. Chandler drops back. Heavy rush. He's going to be hit as he throws right down the middle. And it's intercepted. Intercepted on the play and brought down at the 49-yard line. Brandon Tumlin. Intercept. Stan Hart. Stan Hart made the interception. Stan Hart. 11. Hart made the interception. And Chandler was hit as he threw. And Hart comes up with the interception at the 49-yard line near midfield. We're going to put it right at the 50. So the Spartans down by 8 have the football back with 9.42 left to go. Great play exactly when you need it by one of the senior captains. Uh, I was sitting here thinking to myself, I don't want to say we need a, a, a turnover. I don't want to jinx them. Uh, here we go. Let's see what we got. Bullock with Kiner off to the right-hand side. Receivers out wide on both sides. Bullock. Fake pitch. Looks down the left-hand side. Now spins out to the left. He's got a lot of room across midfield. Now he's going to throw it up the field. Complete to Coleman at the 40. I'll tell you what. Bullock was really close. No, that is not where he threw the ball from. The official came in. I'll tell you one thing. Bullock skirted the 50-yard line, and the official's at the 49. He did not throw the ball from there. They're going to call it an illegal forward pass. No way did he throw the ball from the 49. Not a chance that he threw the ball from the 49. He was near the zero. Yeah. The official came in and said he was at the 49. Your entire body on that rule, your entire body has to be past the line of scrimmage. That's the rule. And he was not. Terrible call. And where the head referee was at, he could have never saw where Bullock's body was at that spot. He was 20 yards behind the play. So that comes with it a loss of down and a five-yard penalty. So it's second down and 15. Ball back to the 46-yard line. Edmondson in motion to the far side. Pitch out. Comes to Kiner. Kiner's going to be hit behind the line, but he breaks free of a tackle. Picks up a block by Bullock. Cuts it to the 35, to the 40, 45, and he's knocked out of bounds at near the 46-yard line, which is near where the line of scrimmage was. Coleman gives the ball to the official. Now the officials are going to talk things over. What, what do we have going here? We got a flag called? They're going to pick up the flag. I'm not sure what that was about unless they thought that Bullock made an illegal block. That was as clean as clean gets. Yeah, but they do pick up the flag. Spartans need to just slow down here a little bit. It's third down, 14 yards to go. Still plenty of time in the ball game. 9-11 left. They've got Coleman coming out wide to the left. Edmondson wide, slot left. And, and man coverage out there. Another opportunity, I think, to go up top to Coleman and, and take a shot. Second, it's going to be third down and 14 yards to go. Spartans in their own territory at their own 46. Bullock drops back, looks down the middle. He's going to be hit as he throws, and it is incomplete. They're going to say, is that a fumble? They're going to say it was a fumble. Picked up by one of the offensive linemen for the Spartans, and he'll be dropped at the 43-yard line. Not a great series for Bacon. Really no. bad series for the referees. From the Bullock call on the, on the, the pass to that which looked like a, a arm moving forward. I think if you'd had an instant replay in high school, you would have had two. Now they call it incomplete, I think. But 
you would have had two plays there that would would have been overturned. Officials are still conferring down where they spotted the ball. And they're going to chat about it. But nonetheless, it's still going to be a punting situation for the Spartans. Bird will come in and punt the football away. You know you know what's interesting, Dave? I was thinking that uh, we've seen six games now, and every game the defense has been keyed on Corey Kiner. Mm-hmm. And he's having an amazing year. And he's pushing 1,200 yards and uh, 17 touchdowns as we get to the end of a, a sixth game and really missed a half against Western Hills. But Conference breaks up. They're going to leave the ball where it was. Bird is going to punt the football away. He gets a nice kick away that's going to hit at the 20, spin inside the 15, and it's going to be down at the 10-yard line. 48-yard punt for Luke Bird and no return. Ball at the 10-yard line, and that is where Chaminade will start with 8.29 to go in this fourth quarter. So the Eagles have the football first and 10 without their leading ball carrier on the year in Marquise George and their leading receiver on the year, Dominic Wilcox. Huffman is in the ball game, out wide left taking the spot of Wilcox. Quincy Johnson lines up to the left of Ch- Chandler. Chandler hands off to Johnson. Johnson off left tackle. Breaks the tackle, then is brought down right at the 10. Great tackle by Nate Stark. You know, all you can ask is your defense gives you a chance here. uh, Doing just that, playing really good against the run. Have gotten some pressure with some well-timed blitzes on the freshman quarterback. Let's see if we can keep it up again. Plenty of time in this game left, uh, you know, just under eight minutes. Willis, Owens, and Huffman are out wide to the right-hand side. Tight end left is Downing. Ball in the center of the field. Johnson to the right of Chandler. Movement on the line, but no call. Handoff goes to Johnson. Johnson cuts it up the middle, across the 10, out to the 12, and thrown back for a two-yard gain. Brings up third and eight. And another big, big play for the Spartans' D. And again, hurry up for the Eagles. They're going to get up to the ball, set their offense, and then look for the play call. 7.25 and running left to go. Chandler with Johnson to the right of it. See if they don't try to exploit Ron Olakio here on the outside. Third and eight. Again, a hard snap count by Chandler. Almost got the Spartans D to jump, but they stayed on side. 7.10. Chandler. Now he'll take the snap. Boy, there was some... There's a flag down. Yeah, there's movement in the backfield. Johnson jumped the snap count at his running back position. So that will knock them back another five yards. And uh, suddenly, the Steve Sheehan blitzes having some luck getting some pressure on this quarterback and maybe making him rush into decisions. Uh, that throw, that the interception and that throw, which was a little bit errant and almost picked off by Ryan Blout. So to bring up. Third down and 13 yards to go. Got an uncovered guy out here. There we go. Seven minutes and running left to go in the ball game. Spartans down by eight. Third and 13. Chandler drops back into his own end zone. He's going to throw the ball up the middle, and it is going to be caught and then dropped. 
Willis had the ball caught at the 35 for a first down, but when he hit the ground, it coughed it up. Incomplete fourth down. We saw a bacon punt from the same end zone uh, to a gifted returner. Chaminade now in that position, going to punt to Kiner. Might be smart to angle this out of bounds if I'm him. Uh, plenty of, uh, you know, Corey about the Chaminade 40. Huffman has not had a good night punting tonight. He's going to punt the ball out of his own end zone. Kiner back at his own 40 to catch this one. Good snap. Huffman is going to get it away. He is going to punt it. Kiner's going to fair catch it. He's going to take it in at the 38-yard line. Spartans will start at first and 10 from their own 38. And, again, how many times have we said they Excuse had... Excuse me, not from their own, from Dayton's 38. Had great field position all night. Uh, not able to capitalize, really, on, on the, the... When we're inside their territory, right? We're breaking stuff from in the bacon side. Big drive here. I, I think this is the drive of the game. they got to punch this one in. They're going to spot it at the 39. That's where the Spartans set up shop. And we need that urgency they had... Uh, on those drives we scored. Right? Still a lot of time. 6.44, three timeouts remaining to go in the ballgame. Stan Hart in the ballgame. He's wing right. Bullock is going to throw it out to the right side. It is over the head and incomplete to Luke Bird. Bird, they're giving the Spartan receivers about a 10-yard cushion. They're playing a 3-3 stack defense with five DBs, and they're giving about a 10-yard cushion. Which is why we've had luck with those bubble screens. But it's interesting because we've got really one guy who can go over the top. Kiner to the left of Bullock. Bullock with Stan Hart wing right as an extra blocker. He's going to hand off to Kiner. Kiner off right tackle. Cuts it inside the 40 down to the 35-yard line. That'll be a gain of four. And it brings up third down and about six yards to go for a Spartan first down. I'd love to see a crossing route here, right? Sneak Coleman or Edmondson right behind those linebackers. Roll Bullock. Give him just an extra couple seconds to kind of get the feet going, get the arm going, and see the play develop uh, and pick up the first down. Again, Hart, wing right as a blocker. They've got Kiner off to the right of Bullock. Same formation. Coleman is out wide right. Fake handoff to Kiner. Bullock rolls out to his right. Gets a good block from Hart. Plenty of time. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. He's got a receiver complete to Coleman at the 14. First down for the Spartans. Good things happen when uh, Bullock is rolling out of the pocket. Chaminade player down on that one, but great catch by Zach Coleman. He came and slid, and Bullock... Got out of the pocket, bought himself some time, gave Kuhlman enough time to break free, and he made the sliding catch at the 15-yard line of Chaminade, and that's where the Spartans will be when we come back. 5.54 left to go in the ballgame. Your score, it's Chaminade 28, Roger Bacon 20. Do you hate that feeling when you get in your car and the sun hits you directly in the eyes? Call T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. And if your audio system makes you feel sad and grumpy, T-Spot can set you up nicely with a new system that puts you in the middle of the music. Call 513-829-2530. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio has a vast depth of knowledge and provides genuine, reasonable, meticulous work. Let us help. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. Call 513-829-2530. Since 1969, Vonderhaar's Catering has provided services for social and corporate events, private gatherings, reunions, company outings, 
and wedding receptions. Vonderhaars will help you customize a menu for all types of events and clients with personal attention and excellent quality food and service. Let Vonderhaars Catering make your event memorable with quality food and complete professional staffing. Vonderhaars Catering, selected as one of the five preferred caterers at the newly renovated Music Hall. Before you finalize your menu, call Vonderhaars Catering, 513-554-1969. Rob, I'll tell you one thing. The Spartans have shown a lot of guts and courage here tonight, but they have really out a bigger and stronger Chaminade Julian squad. Uh, I've always said any team Roger Bacon plays should never be tougher than Roger Bacon. We got tough kids. We got great kids, nice kids, well-mannered kids, but we're tough. Uh, that's the fifth player to be helped off the field here tonight, and that's David Frederick. Number 35, a sophomore, being helped off the field. Outside linebacker. Nice sliding catch by Coleman. Spartans, first and 10 from the 15 of the Eagles. 5.54 left to go in the game. Clock starts. Kiner behind Bullock. Hand off to Kiner. Right up the middle. Cuts it to the left side. To the 10. To the 5. Touchdown. in. Scores it. And the Spartans are down by two. 5.43 left to go in the game. Corey Kiner, the legend grows. I said to you, if you give it to anyone but your best player, you're making a mistake, and Corey does it again. Now they've got to go for two. Now the two-point conversion becomes very, very important. Spartans will line up. Ball placed at the three. Kiner to the right of Bullock. He's lining up actually at a wing. Kiner's going to line up at a wing. Bullock out of the shotgun. Moves Edmondson in motion to the right side. Bullock's going to keep it. Off the right side. He's rolling out to the right. He's going to take it in. He dives in for the score! We are tied! Bullock strung it out as far as he could and then cut it upfield and took it in for the two. Improbable. Wow. The unbeaten Eagles are now tied with the Spartans... 5.43 to go in the ball game, and we are tied at 28. It's Dave Timber at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease a new Cherokee for only $199 a month. Featuring our lifetime mechanical protection. $199, only at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. Spartan fans, do you need legal help? Someone you can trust with years of experience? Don't wait any longer. Pick up the phone and call Ed Nolan McLeod. With 35 years of collection law experience in both Ohio and Kentucky, Noah McLeod have handled all types of collection matters, including consumer, retail, and commercial claims. If you need help with your past due accounts, utilize a local attorney with the ability to collect your money. Then call Noah McLeod at 513-381-7333. Put the odds in your favor. Noah McLeod, a strong supporter of Roger Bacon Athletics. Luke Bird approaches the football. He's going to kick it deep. And it'll be brought in at the 18-yard line as he dives forward and catches the football, Kenyon Owens. And he is downed right there at the 18-yard line. We said early in the ball game, Rob. Here we go. When you let a team that you should hammer stay in the ball game, bad things happen. And that is what's gone on now for the Eagles. And you've got a freshman quarterback now with some real pressure. Uh, because if he turns this ball over for any reason, downs or otherwise, 
Corey just may kill you. Chandler in the backfield with Johnson. 5.41 left to go. Bacon with all three timeouts left. Chandler, first and ten from his own 18. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. It is complete to Downing. Downing at the 30, struggles forward, and he's going to be brought down at the 34-yard line. Nice pass and completion on first down, and it gains them a first down out to the 35-yard line. Quiets things down a little bit, but, uh, you know, Bacon with some momentum. Opportunity here to, to make a big play. Got to get some pressure. Uh... On this young quarterback. Chandler with Johnson to the left. First and ten from their own 35. Spartans showing blitz. Now they back off. Hand off up the middle to Johnson. Johnson to the 40. Cuts it at the 45. Dives to the right side. And he's going to be brought down at the 47. Gain of 12 and another first down. Actually looked like they over-pursued there. Maybe a little bit too hamped up versus maintaining your assignments. Lining up in the right position. Getting to the right spot. And, and making a stop. So it'll bring up first and ten. Trips out to the right side, and now the Spartans are going to use a timeout. We're going to keep it right here. This will be their first timeout of the second half. Unbelievable game, and exactly what Roger Bacon needed uh, to have this kind of competitive game as they go into a schedule where the Chaminade team has pounded some of the teams that Bacon's coming up on Bacon's given them all they wanted. Uh, if I'm maybe Purcell, uh, as much as I want to gear up and stop Corey Kiner, you look at what he's done to this team tonight, a team that beat you 38 to nothing. You may be a little worried. Uh, likewise with Carroll, who's coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, and, of course, McNick, who's certainly watching this, saying uh, we were worried about what this team was going to bring to us anyway. We've had a rough season. Maybe there's big trouble looming uh, when the Spartan count cloud rolls into Anderson. Well, we talked about it during the pregame show, Rob. You win this one and win out, you're in the playoffs. That's how many points this game has involved with it. Huge game. Big, big game. So it's first and ten for the Eagles. 5.08 left to go. They have gotten two big plays on first down and fir- first downs out of them. Johnson to the right of Chandler. Trips out to the near side. Hand off to Johnson. Johnson off the left side. Into Roger Bacon territory across the 50 to the 45 and brought down at the 41-yard line. And another 16-yard gain and a first down. Had the blitz there coming through that A-gap. He goes out there off tackle and just no one's there until he's 16 yards downfield. Five minutes and running left to go in this ball game. 28-28. We're tied up. Chandler. Hard count at the line. Now looks over to the bench. Downing tight end left. Trips out to the right side. Remember their leading receiver, Wilcox, is out of the ball game. Fake handoff to Johnson. Throw into the flat, and it is complete to Matt Willis. And Willis is going to run inside the 35, and he'll be run out of bounds at the 34-yard line. That's a gain of seven, and it brings up second down and call it about three yards to go. Ball resting at the 34 of Roger Bacon. Chaminade using the clock. 4.36, but it stopped on the out-of-bounds. Chandler with Johnson to the left. High snap, handoff to Johnson. He's going to be hit at the line and dropped right away. Big play. Huge, huge play. Zach Kappel. Kappel and Demetrius Ward was in there with him also. So here we go. Third and five. Giant play. 36-yard line where the ball is spotted. Third and five. They need to get to the 31. 
big defensive play here for the Spartans. And it, it may shock you that Corey Kiner was an incredible linebacker at one time. Uh, Johnson to the right of Chandler. Should have snuck him in here. Chandler looks things over. Hand off to Johnson off the right side. He's going to get the first down at the 30 to the 25. He's going to be brought down at the 24-yard line. Looks like they had the, the right defense called up. He just gets outside and they break containment. So it's a first down on the play. And they, the Eagles have it down to the Spartans. Where have they spotted the ball? The 19-yard line right at the 20? Got to make the play. Right yeah. at the 25-yard line. So it's first and 10, 3.37 remaining. Spartans may have to start thinking about using their timeouts. Handoff to Johnson. Johnson off the right side to the 20, to the 15, cuts it to the right side inside the 10, and he's chased out of bounds near the 7. Boy, this has been a nice drive by the Eagles, and they have just relied entirely almost on the legs of Johnson. Maybe Bacon's gas, but, you know, we had those three great defensive series that kind of led to our comeback. Look flat here on this series when the game's on the line. Spartans could use a big play here. Ward is back into the contest. Clock starts again, 3.20 and running. Chandler with two timeouts left looks at Johnson. Johnson looking to the sideline. He'll line up to the right of Chandler. Receivers out wide on both sides, ball in the near hash mark. Handoff goes to Johnson, right up the middle. He's to the five, he's to the four. He's struggling forward to the three and stopped right there. Gain of four in the carry, and it'll be second and goal from about the three-yard line. And if I'm Bacon, you got to watch the clock here. Kind of that Belichick idea, do you let him score like that Super Bowl, give your offense a chance to put one in, maybe be a two-point conversion from winning the game. 2.35 and running, left to go. We're tied at 28. Chandler on second and goal. Hand off to Johnson. Johnson off right tackle, close to the goal line. Is he in? No. He's down. Zach Kappel with the tackle. It's shades of what happened at Euron. Yeah. Ball's going to be spotted at the two. They'll say his knee was down at the two. Bring up third and goal. 2.10 remaining. Well, you have to get a stop here based on where you, you put yourself with the clock. So Johnson on third and goal from the two to the right of Chandler. Chandler is going to hand it off to Johnson off right tackle. He's going to be gang tackled, stopped at the one. It'll bring up fourth down. Fourth down now for the Eagles. Fourth and goal from about the one. And now the Eagles are going to take a timeout. No, the Spartans will. The Spartans are going to take a timeout. Boy, the biggest play of the season right now for the Spartans is here. On fourth and goal for the Eagles from the... It's not even the one. They're going to say it's just inside the two-yard line is where they've got it spotted, Rob, with a minute 42 to go in the game. Well, I don't know why you wouldn't kick it here, <laughs> put points on the board, and put the pressure on Bacon have to come down and either score a touchdown to beat you. Uh, we've had a good half. they got some momentum, but we've struggled to do that tonight. Well, where it is right now, Rob, it would be just like an extra point. Yeah. Or you run the risk of being stopped. You put Bacon down with a chance to only need the field goal to win it. Uh, and, again, not a great field goal kicker. Bacon would have to go 98 yards to do it. Uh, but the official just put some more time on the clock. It's a minute 44 to go in the game. 
I, I, if I'm the Chaminade coach, I don't know why you wouldn't put the points on the board here and put it in the hands of a, a pretty good defense. So here we go. After the timeout by the Spartans, the Eagles come out onto the field, and they are going to go for it. It's fourth and goal from about the yard-and-a-half line. Johnson comes out. They have got a man in the backfield, an offensive lineman. That's Shane Cooks. Cooks in the backfield. Under center is the quarterback, Chandler. Hand off to Johnson off the right side. He didn't make it! He didn't, or did he get in? Yes, he did. Second effort got him into the end zone. So there's a minute 39 to go. Boy, they had him stopped, and then he spun and evidently got into the end zone. Okay, so if they kick it here, uh, we know what we need to do. It's now 34-28. And based on uh, what happened last week, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Ball doesn't go for two if we can manage to punch one in. Huffman is the holder. Staub is the kicker. 139 left and two timeouts remaining for the Spartans. Staub will attempt the extra point. It's a good snap. Staub approaches it, kicks it, and it is good. We're going to keep it right here. A minute 39 to go. Well, we've got one timeout left. We'll take it. We've got one to pay the rent. A minute 39 to go in the ballgame. Your score now. It is the Eagles 35, Roger Bacon 28. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? This is Kelly at Transform You Fitness. At Transform You Fitness, we make you smile while working off the stress of the day. Our training sessions are custom built to fit your needs, not someone else's. At Transform You Fitness, we are fully dedicated to helping you achieve your fitness goals. Check us out at 4865 Duck Creek Road or call us and get a seven-day tryout. Everything starts with a vision. We help you get there. Transform You Fitness. Call me today at 513-645-3294. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Bron Bazevich Stadium. The Eagles have taken the lead. There's a minute and 39 seconds left to go in the ballgame. And now it all depends on the return here. Spartans have got two timeouts left. Kiner going back with Tumlin to return this kickoff. And we've seen some shenanigans with their kickoffs. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised to see them bunch it up here and, and try a squib or something to keep it out of Kiner's hands uh, and keep him from breaking another big one. Now Kiner is the only man back. Tumlin has come up to try to set a wedge for Kiner. He's going to drop back at about his own 15. you got to watch the onside here and the pooch. Staub now drops back behind the bunch, and now the bunch will spread out across the field, and they'll kick it off normally. Staub with a minute 39 to go, and here we go. Down by seven. Staub approaches it, and he's going to kick a pooch, and it is going to be taken in by Lackey. Lackey at the 35, spins forward, and he'll be run out of bounds at about the 38-yard line. Not bad field position. Uh, You've got a... Some playmakers, you've had luck moving the ball, got to be smart, patient, not rush anything, but still play with a sense of urgency. 135 left to go in the ballgame. They're going to spot it at the 38-yard line in Roger Bacon territory. Spartans with two timeouts left. They'll bring Kuhlman, who's limping a little bit, comes out to the left-hand side, trips out to the near side, ball on the far hash mark, bird out to the right-hand side. 
Dropping back Bullock. Bullock looks over the middle. Now he's going to cut it up the middle. He's going to run it across the 40 and then step out of bounds across the 45 out to the 46-yard line for a first down. Or close to a first down. Call it maybe a nine-yard gain. Good run. Good patience there, right? Everything gets set up. He takes off. Able to get a heck of a gain. Second down and about a yard and a half, maybe two yards to go for a first down. Ball at the 46-yard line. Clock stops with a minute 28 to go. Bullock pitches it out to Kiner around the left-hand side. Gets a block. He's going to throw it up the field to Coleman. And the ball hung in the air, and it's going to be intercepted by Chaminade. Up the field is Brandon Cadle, and Cadle is going to run it back to the 37-yard line. Shades of what we saw, only a different play call against Huron, Rob. Yeah, and uh, that's the play I thought they should run against Huron. Uh, Corey probably should have held on to that one. Him having to scramble a little bit to get room to throw it versus throwing it right when he had the ball and wanted to. Uh, that two or three seconds, the difference between the defense being in position and... Uh, not being in position. Well, so. now the Spartans are going to use, I believe the Spartans used the timeout with a minute 16 left to go. This one is going to end up, if the Spartans lose this game, Rob, this may be more devastating than the one last week. Well, you know, the one last week we were winning multiple times and we kind of gave it away. This one we fought our way back against a team that is far better than Bait. They're not as good as Alter. Alter is going to pound this team. <laughs> But they're better than Baden. And uh, for Bacon to get back into this thing the way they did uh, was impressive. But I didn't see anything out of this team tonight that makes me think that Alter won't put at least a 50 on them. Yeah. Ball at the 38-yard line in Chaminade territory, and they've got it. First and 10. I'm not sure who took that timeout. Do you know who it was, Rob? Uh, I don't. I thought it was Roger Bacon. but If it was Bacon, then they've only got one left. So after that timeout, the Spartans will come out onto the field. Chandler, in what we believe is his first start as a varsity quarterback. Johnson went and taped up his wrist, and now he's back out onto the field. Trainers following him out there. Almost like uh, that kind of reminded me of the seen in Smokey and the Bandit where Jackie Gleason came out of the bathroom with the toilet paper behind him. The trainer had tape behind Johnson on the way out to the field. Here we go. First and ten. Minute 16 to go. Hand off to Johnson up the middle. Johnson to the 44, out near the 44-yard line. Gain of seven on the carry. And the Spartans, I think, are going to... No, Johnson is down. Johnson is down, and he is reaching for his right knee. Well, big Demetrius Ward kind of came down, and as he pulled him down, all his body weight kind of came down on top of him, and I think his leg was caught underneath. So Johnson is down at about the 44 after that game. Tell you one thing, that Chaminade is going to remember this game for the rest of the year. Well, you've said it best. You know, this was a game where... The second half in particular, Bacon's just been more physical. They've been the tougher team, and yeah. they, they've taken it to them. Chaminade, I mean, the rest of the season, they are going to have bumps and bruises that 
are going to nag them just simply from this game. A minute ten to go in the contest, and Johnson. Well, we're going to see the third tailback, right? I mean, if he comes out, at least for a play. Well, they, they lost Marquise George. Now they're they're losing, it appears, Johnson. And Johnson almost looks like a cramp, Rob, but that's the strangest cramp. You know, I mean, it, he's walking stiff-legged on that right leg. He might have hyperextended it. But he is in pain. Yeah, you can you can probably bet the mortgage that he's done for the night. So it'll be second down and about five yards to go for a first down. Now, I'm not sure that was an injury timeout, but that had to be called by Chaminade, so that will leave them with... One timeout left, and I'm going to say that Roger Bacon's got one timeout left. The one thing the scoreboard doesn't do is tell you how many timeouts are left. Yeah. Is that part of the renovation project? Uh, we're looking there. Try to get a video board. Yeah. Video board. Yeah, that would that would be nice. All right, second down, five yards to go. Ball at the 44-yard line. Receivers out wide on both sides. You talk about depth. That's what Julian is banking on right now. Well, they put a guy about 6'5 in there running back. I, I can't even check his number. I believe that is Jahail Twitty. And Chandler is just going to keep it himself. And Chandler is going to run it right up the middle and take it out to the 47-yard line. Clock continues to run. 57 seconds to go. He's close to a first down. And he's going to be shy. They're going to spot him at the 47. He needed to get to the 48. It'll be third down and a yard. So the Spartans really, really need this stop here. I don't know that it, barring a timeout and some miracles. Cox in the backfield now. Cox to the right of Chandler. I think Chandler's just going to keep it himself. Downing his wing right. 25 seconds left to go in the game. Chandler. He's going to keep it himself. He's going to be hit. He's going to be drugged back, and he's going to struggle forward, and that'll get him the first down, and that's the ball game. He's going to be right out to the 50-yard line, and that'll give them the first down, and the Eagles won't even have to run another play. There's 14 seconds left to go in the contest. What a heart-wrenching loss tonight for the Spartans. Good game, though. Played well. Great game. Fought their way back into it against a good team that has beaten some good teams. Clock now runs down to seven, and that will do it here this evening. Your final score here tonight from Bron Bezovich Stadium. The Spartans put up a fight but cannot overcome the unbeaten Chaminade Eagles as Dayton Chaminade Julian wins it 35-28. to We'll be back to wrap things up from Bron Bezovich after these timeouts. The game is over, but this time, instead of asking how many goals did you score or what were your stats, try asking these questions. Were you a good teammate? Were you coachable? Did you give 100%? And did you have fun? Because those are the values that school sports instill in Ohio's young people. Where winning and losing are secondary to the life lessons that will stay with kids long after their playing days are over. This is the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Educate through sports.